0: that part i took a deep breath getting ready to talk and also i was like ah. <laughs> love it when i mess up my own intro all right so hello legendaires, and welcome to episode 121 of rpg digest in segment one of this live stream formatted podcast we provide first look introductions or deep dive read-throughs of tabletop role-playing games in segment two heathen dog regales us with overviews and fundamentals and occasional how-tos of system settings and mechanics of various tabletop rpgs and of course we'll spice up those segments with our own thoughts experiences and opinions i am john maxley ushlow your favorite curmudgeon critic and judge along with me as usual is the man who sings his way to victory peace and love oh god he's not christopher how are you today sir well i was
1: doing great up until then <laughs> anti Minmay, right here no min
0: you know so somebody uh, made a comment on that short that you made uh said yeah, i, I liked minmei blah 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 and i didn't i didn't want to respond back but but so everybody knows out there you can why doesn't max like anime you can pretty much blame minmei because when all of my friends were watching robotech Macross, where the f you want to call it uh, uh back in the day i saw that and i'm like this is retarded <laughs> like this is really dumb you guys are in high school Maybe it's like ninth grade or so I can't, remember, you know. But you know, freshmen, you know, uh, sophomore in high school. Guess you're in high school, and you enjoy this. <laughs> okay, um so I, I don't know if it was single handedly, but you could say that she was probably the main cause of me not watching or enjoying anime ever again.
1: Wow, that I don't think she's that strong,
0: <laughs> but you know, the, well, the dark side is imp- strong with her. First impressions are a bitch, right?
1: Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. She is strong with the dark side, though.
0: So how you doing? How's your week? I'm
1: doing well. I'm doing well. Um, uh, I informed Max earlier today, but uh, next month on the 19th, I will not be here. February 19th, I will be in Florida visiting Cthulhu Law. That sounds cool. Along with my family.
2: And, apparently,
1: that, I... and uh, apparently they have... Uh, an area where you can, you can go visit and you can like visit with manatees. Cause there's this small grotto type area where it's fed with like warm spring water or some other nonsense like that. And the manatees love to be there and they're all super chill. So I don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, I, I I could be, you know, killed by a, by a,
0: you know, water pig. <laughs> I don't know. That would suck. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I forgot that for a recording, I turned our names off. Let me turn those back on. This this would be more appropriate. I would like this a lot. What's that? You should set up a Kickstarter to have Minmay replaced by a punk rock chick who swears an Aztec tattoo as well. It yeah. would it would be more appropriate. Instead of singing
1: love, she sings you know black metal angst, and it like bursts the eardrums of all aliens. I I'd get that. I mean, I I, I could I could get on board with that. But singing about love and hope and 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 having the enemy overwhelmed by by human emotion and not want to fight um
0: it's the definition of lame yeah yeah i'm gonna go with that hey there are names oh mine's even says that's right says on somebody else's stream <laughs> so many things happened this last week my wife says say hello to florida dinosaurs well um you're not mm-hmm. playing you're not going to rift florida are you no, no, but alligators are basically dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Sort of chickens, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, let's see, who do we have here today? Noro's stalking me again. Uh, Nerdy Ogre's here. Weird guy. Kevin Sullivan, game with ADHD. He had a great uh, interview with uh, Blaine Pardo. Battletech fame. Crafty screams at the top of his voice It's Sunday! Have you tithed yet today? insane nerd rambling says howdy oh, i thought that was a baby face for a second it's like oh he's got a baby face like me and then nope nope not at all <laughs> my baby face is awesome or did you change there we go there's the baby face <laughs> you know what that makes you look like you're just crying why do you think it's there <laughs> i can take a joke sometimes What the fuck it's not even nighttime stop screaming can't hear the cat i know but i can and it's annoying if you well, know what he sounded like if you knew what he sounded like it's not a cat meow it sounds like oh.
1: <laughs> the hell is it well you said the word minmay too much and now cats are evil. oh oh
0: you yeah. like singing okay here you go then <laughs> that there you can know that fits in perfectly yep. this cat is your new name is minmay noro document that cat's name is minmay Yep. all right uh <laughs> what i, I can sing
1: karaoke all the time oh man don't well, tell me May songs are popular in japan oh
0: god j-pop right oh uh, uh let's see well uh, as for my week what did i have happen i worked works Supposedly going through some sort of weird change for me. I haven't seen it yet, but I know when I do, I'm probably going to regret it. Um, yeah, I got nothing. This all changes bad. F- yeah, all changes bad. Uh, this week flew by in a manner that uh, I was telling Heathen Dog before the stream that I set up 2023 for stuff like RPG Digest to have me do less work or at least more efficient work. Maybe the more efficiency is is actually a thing, but it's certainly not less work. <laughs> See. Huh, used to have two segments. Well, we have two segments, right? But now we're breaking them up into little chapters within those so that, you know, more bite-sized chunks for people to watch, right? Well, now I had six videos last week to annotate, upload, individually uh, uh, promote, advertise, if you want to call it that. Plus, you know, I got some auto posters, but not everything is. (laughs) like I have to do SEO paragraphs in order to get, you know, a little accreditation or whatever the hell you want to call it for the, uh, you know, for the Googles. I Every single day... And then Rumble. I know you guys, uh, Violence Solves everything is over there on Rumble. I, I know people are like, yeah, you're on Rumble. It's great. And I'm happy to be on Rumble as well. Except for Rumble is a pain in the ass to set a, a a live stream up for. You can only set it up 12 hours in advance. You must have must have a 60 second or less video as some sort of trailer. It's one of the reasons why we're doing these shorts now. Sure. Because I have to have one anyway for uh for the the Rumble streams. Like So I can't set them up on Wednesday or whatever like I do these other ones. I have to do it Sunday morning, which used to be, hey, let me grab my final notes for, you know.
2: <laughs> so,
0: anyway, I'm not complaining. It's just it's kind of surprising to me. I still haven't done legion of taxes this year. I really need to get on that. So I'm hoping that maybe tomorrow I have time to do that, but we'll see. But uh, uh, I think MinMaze. You got all the forms you need
1: already? They're, they're, <laughs> they're not obligated to send them out till the end of January.
0: Who's they? All the institutions? No, I don't. I don't have to worry. I'm the LLC. I'm the one that sends out the forms. I send you well, your I, tax form. <laughs> oh. right. Except for you don't get a tax form because uh, you're, you're subcontracted. But you're, you're I pay you on, uh, what do you call it, services. But uh, no, like for, for me to have my taxes ready for the other stuff, I want to get it done. Now, it takes me about two days to do it, to find uh, all my invoices and, and so forth throughout the year. Wow. So, See,
1: I, I got to wait for... Uh, the all the ten ninety nines. Uh, I haven't even gotten my wife's W whatever yet. Yeah, yeah,
0: that that's that's separate. I'm just talking specifically. The leave it. Well, yeah, I stuff. know,
1: I know. But uh, don't don't you have like Bitcoin stuff for Legion of Myth? Did they send that stuff yet, or is it on okay, the website? The or it was over. What's
0: that? So this stream is over. I got to edit that out. Oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry uh what did you just miss nothing at all don't worry about nothing it. at all right don't worry about it shut your mouth he's making up stories over there
1: all kinds of crap
0: <laughs> um
1: min may is chinese
0: well somebody said korean now somebody saying chinese i don't know
1: if you please
0: oh uh, you know what <laughs> just stick around one of your comments is going to be addressed later <laughs> I, re- I remember your name but good to see you here and and that's that's one of the things actually let me put that back up there. That's one of the things uh I had been thinking about for quite a while trying to find a way of breaking the segments up into more palatable pieces. It's just it's god it's so time consuming. I don't have an editor. I don't I can't afford an editor. So but uh so at least somebody appreciates that. I feel good. All right. Well, one thing I do want to announce before we get into our full on segments since apparently we both had boring weeks. Is uh is meow. Um Venger asked me to mention this. He has a Kickstarter. You guys like Venger Satanist, right? Sure. And there goes our family friendly stream. Yep. (laughs) Advanced Game Mastering, not just Game Mastering, because I think he has a book, How to Game Master Like an F and Boss. No, no. Advanced Game Mastering like an F and Boss. So you're the advanced effort. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, this is this is the two hundred one, not
0: the one hundred one. Right there, you go. Or it could be graduate. Very well. Got your thesis. Anyway, he's got a Kickstarter out there. I'm gonna put the link in the uh, into chat right now. I'll even, you know what? I'm even. Uh, nope, I don't have it up. I'll have to do it later. So here, I'm gonna hit Rumble first. The Rumble guys get the chat first. There you go. That's oh, that's guys, Kickstarter. Go. What's that? Rumble guys get it first. Yeah. And now I'll put it to everybody else. There's there's the chat or there's the link to uh to advanced game mastering like an affin Boss. It's at 103. We'll see what it is at the end of the stream. I'll refresh it. But uh Venture in his like 1970s Alex uh what was his name, uh LeVay. Anton Sander LeVay picture. Uh started playing back in the day about the same time I did, because 83 was when I first played. Maybe it was early. I was 10 years old. It's either 83 or early 84. Um not gonna read all of this. I'm gonna spend more time on this on Friday, folks. A Friday Night Chill Stream, I might try to poke Venger to be on. But I just want to show you that it's out, out there. You know, he's got his Chalt. Talks more about his yada yadas. So check that out. And uh, so it's uh, this is not meant as blasphemy, but celebration. There you go. That's his catchphrase. That's what I'm going Boom. with. I'm telling you, that's his uh, catchphrase. A deeper dive into the art and science of GMing for those interested in advanced techniques. Chalt's scenario to illustrate this wisdom. So look at that. If you have Chalt, you're ready to go with his wisdom so there you go the link is in chat like i said i'm going to give this more due on friday i just know that uh you know here less people watch and also less people probably directly interested in venger stuff on on friday i think we have a lot more that are directly invested in venger but there you go let's see if we can bounce it up let's see if we can get it bounce it up to what's a fair number 107 there you go 107 good. see if we can get that up to 107 for the end of the stream
1: Okay, this is disturbing because number one, it, if it worked, it would be a trap because you know porn is is a trap for people who are cloned. And number two, if if you accidentally <laughs> threw out hentai porn, they would they would murder us harder. They would they would really really go for the throat. Like no no this is no, no tentacle what get out no kill kill all the all the all the micro little people no no murder them all
0: i mean i don't know if i really trust the opinion of a blue person but hey you know <laughs> it's like avatar I, they're all aliens kill them all i'm for i'm for strip mining that planet yeah they're not me no yeah we're not paying attention anyway dick <laughs> <laughs> All right. all right let's uh, go through the proclivities and then we will start our segments for today uh where are the proclivities oh we only have one proclivity now that's right that's yeah. such a stupid word to use but i got got it stuck in my head like a year ago and now i can't get rid of it so it's gonna stay i am changing i am changing the definition so we want to thank all of you wonderful people who support us monetarily. Your gracious donations help us provide giveaways. Shh, just so every everybody knows, don't tell heathen dog but there will be a small 4000 subscriber giveaway. Say what? Just don't just just not So your mom's calling for a second. Like uh this is between me and chat, not not you. Uh just a small one, just a small you know, 4000 sub giveaway. We'll have a bigger one at 5k, but you know baby steps so uh yeah your gracious donations help us provide giveaways produce more content and generally give back to legion myth community as a whole which is going to f up my taxes Uh, of course we appreciate everyone who subscribes to legion myth we have nearly four thousand subscribers by the way we have jumped up crazily in the last couple weeks comparatively speaking you know to what we normally get our last couple of weeks, we've bounced. We hit a bump. I don't know where it came from, but thank my you. my awesome shorts. That's what happened. It's your awesome shorts. Yeah, it might be. It might be your awesome shorts. Uh, but uh, we both had 80 people watching the Friday Night Chill stream. Yep. That's the first time we, ha- we had that. So uh, uh, thank you to all you folks out there. I don't know if you're sharing, but if that's what you're doing, awesome. If not, if it's just random new people coming in, thank you to you're all awesome, the too. random new people coming in. Yeah, right. So uh, you guys are great uh and refer to the description below for links various legion sites you know how that works all right the right thing up over here there we go full screen that bad boy
2: yeah eh.
0: all right for segment one today we are going to cover mutant chronicles skills talents momentum and chronicle points and uh skills and talents can be first we'll talk about momentum second and i have not decided if momentum and chronicle points are gonna be one segment or or chapter whatever you want to call it or two so we'll see how uh, that happens but i have it right now just in case i have it prepared for three so three different ones so Let's get started here. And of course, as we get started here, we believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds and that the focus of the game should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of hashtag RPGate has literally nothing to do with Gamergate. Take that crap and shove it up, you bleep, bleep, bleep. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I know what uh, Discord is, is going after me, Modifius. So at any good tabletop group, are escapism, not representation, entertainment, over-activism, and natural organic inclusion... Not forced diversity. How can you say no to those things? Just makes sense. They're all right. You know what words? No, no, we're not. (laughs) The charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below for the link to where you can make your hopefully tax-deductible donation. And finally, join us... Thursdays and Saturday evenings on twitch.tv slash Legion Myth to watch Heathen Dog and his team of Dirty Casuals. That's right, the name's official. It's so official that I have it on YouTube. It was not taken. I was, it blew my mind. But I was I like, know, that's crazy. <laughs> so uh, apparently, you're the only Dirty Casuals out there. So, uh, so if you do uh, www.youtube.com slash at Dirty Casuals, boom, he's got a channel now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watch them play multiplayer games for your mockery and maybe sometimes your enjoyment. Mostly mockery though. Mostly mockery. <laughs> Mostly. And here on our YouTube channel, you can watch these game-related segments live every Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time or check out the Friday Night Chill Stream where our panel of guests opine, comment, and editorialize on the TTRPG hobby as a whole. And finally, you know, you guys know the deal now. This is a live stream, but I'm watching it on YouTube five days later. It's a live stream. And so we're going to have comments and we're going to go on tangents and we're going to talk about this. But that's what's great about this. So subscribe! Yay! I'm gonna practice my Garth unsubscribe thing, and I get the orange thing again. Booyah! So maximize that because I'm max and I maximize things. Yes, you do. And I share this over here. Don't need audio. You can go away. Books don't have. I'm not doing audio books. You're okay. All right. So today, once again, we're starting with mutant. Starting, we're continuing on with mutant chronicles. And I'm gonna
1: stay on the cover for a second. Stand on the cover. Why is the is the guy looking like he's got some kind of chromosomal
0: problem? I mean, he... have he, you seen Ron Perlman? And who is in the Mutant Chronicles movie? No. Well, I've seen Ron Perlman, but okay. I have you seen the, seen the Mutant Chronicles, Chronicles movie? Yet.
1: No. Oh, he's the main character. Okay. He looks like he's got some. He's got the
0: a plus or minus chromosome issue. Probably does, but you know what? That's what he's you know it's the far future man they do eugenics okay fair enough (laughs) i'm gonna get a lot of hate that Rod perlman's great yeah oops uh hey mouse all right let's see if these uh links here work so we want to start with uh not core mechanics not character life path we did that last time experience we're gonna skip that that's not big okay skills and talents did i say we're doing combat i hope i didn't say that you did Okay. good good skills and talents and we are going to read through this and of course i screwed it up but this time you're not going to know nope because i did it the right way so i can slide these over and heathen dog is in charge of uh getting comments sure for this segment so a lot of information we went over the core or the basic rules right on how to on how to roll your skills how to make your actions and actions by the way will actually be next week this is just skills and talents, and then how to utilize the dice today. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into skills and what the difference in those terms that we mentioned. So last week we mentioned expertise and focus. Well, how do all how does all this go together? Also, general skills and advanced skills because that's what this starts here. I have read through most of this. Stress the word most. Uh, general skills can be attempted by anyone, and an individual can improve general skills via practice or organized training a character can attempt a general skill without training and that's an important part but we'll find he succeeds less frequently and doesn't generate as many successes overall how that all that how that all plays in we will get to in in it is in this chapter i kind of wish it would have been explained a little better there but it is what it is further a character is at greater risk of uh, suffering a repercussion Remind me if I don't get into repercussions before moving on to the next segment that uh, I have to get that page. Cause I don't okay. think it's here. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not repercussions. It's uh... oh God. What's it called? Ah, because it's, a, it's important for this. It's called dread dread. dread. Okay. That sounds sure, bad. Yeah. Make sure we
1: talk that about it. sounds dread. worse than repercussions. Re- repercussions. Like meh. dread is like, no
0: repercussions are affected by dread. Pfft, so everything's affected by dread well you're not wrong (laughs) you're not wrong advanced skills are more specialized and require more rigorous training to improve each advanced skill is associated with a parent skill and uses the same attribute as that parent skill now here's something i didn't know until i read this chapter Hmm. so i hope i made my character right when i did my character creation video if you do not have at least expertise one in the parent skill you suffer the penalty for using the skill untrained so wait, wait. uh if I don't have a character sheet up here but if you look at the skills on the character sheet you'll see that that like uh there's pilot and then there's I think a space pilot or piloting space whatever right rocket ships sure you have to have pilot before you can have space pilot okay that makes sense if you try to use space pilot without having at least one expertise in pilot you you may as well just be untrained now okay. there is a there's a caveat to that and I don't want to be all pedantic here, but I know somebody in the comments are gonna do it. Like, no, if you get the skill on its own as a mandatory skill of your play, your profession, then you you break that rule. Yes, I get it, but let's just go with what the book says for now. Okay. So wait,
1: the whole difference between general and advanced skills, I'm I'm throwing I'm throwing this out there. Tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. A, a general skill would be something like riding a bike. Sure. It's something yeah. that something that everybody knows. You you learn. While you're growing up, you know doesn't you never require really... special training. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't require special training. You never really forget stuff like that. And then an advanced skill would be like uh, surgery or or uh, driving a a uh, 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 piloting a helicopter, stuff like that. Some, some I'll, I'll give
0: you that... a, just I'll give you a couple because you're you're on the right track. Yes, I'll give you a couple of examples. Treatment. Think of that as like first aid. Sure. That is a general skill anybody can learn
1: yeah however anyone
0: anyone can stop the blood from flowing from a wound for right or try underneath that as special skills or advanced skills I, let me use the right term advanced skills medicine and psychotherapy okay psychotherapy we're not going to get into this week in fact uh yeah i think that's next week isn't again i know i know how this the chat is Don't get weirded out. This game has physical stats and mental stats. So that's why psychotherapy is there. Because you probably want to heal your mind after. We already talked about dread, right? Sure. Okay. So uh, another example here is uh, intelligence. You have education. Anybody can learn things. You know, we all have the internet, whatever. We can learn some stuff. But you can't speak a foreign language accidentally. So linguistics is an advanced skill you have to be trained. Okay. Does, Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. All right.
0: So attempting an advanced skill without expertise training is significantly more challenging. First, the lack of training with an advanced skill increases the difficulty by one step. Now, we'll get into it a little bit, but again, I can't remember what's this week and what's next week, but uh, difficulty, if not this week, I'm giving you a spoiler, adds an extra required success. We talked about it last week. So if something's a difficulty one, you only have to get one success on the 2D20. something Now, if you try to do that, automatically it bumps up to a difficulty two, and you're not trained so your your uh, capability of succeeding has gone down yeah and you
1: only roll 2d 20 normally so you would need both 20s to be a success
0: yes yes or if you have focus and yada yada but if you're again FYS, so normally yeah. yeah untrained so let's let's specifically go into what is expertise and focus i know we talked about it last week but here we are with the book Skill expertise refers to the type of training that improves one's understanding of the nuances of this skill and its applications. Standard expertise has three ranks, and we're going to get into how that can change later. So, your character can have three ranks of expertise. So, as we talked about last week, if your attribute is a 10, and you have expertise of 3, 10 plus 3 is 13, you want to roll a 13 or less on your d20, or your 2d20. Focus Skill focus refers to the type of training achieved through constant practice, superior discipline while using the skill, and the ability to maximize the skill's effectiveness. So think of expertise as being able to take a firearm and hitting the target. You're hitting the target. Hey, you're doing a good job. You're getting better. You're hitting the target. You're hitting the person. Focus is your ability to hone that in to the bullseye. So now you're getting critical hits. Now you're Maybe I shouldn't say that. Somebody's going to use it as a game mechanic against me. But 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 you're you're better at what you do so okay. you can get multiple successes you're doing more damage in in the terms of uh you know the, the firearm that i was just talking about right
1: yeah it, it you do more damage if you shoot someone in the eye rather than shoot someone in the you know you glance their shoulder you
0: know right. you do more damage yeah so that's how that's how focus works you're honed in on it now signature skills Under most circumstances, each skill can be trained to a maximum cap of three. That's three expertise and three focus that that you can have. Each one is raised separately. Okay. However, you can have three signature skills, and as we discussed last week, all three of those signature skills are determined during your life path. So by the time your character is created and you're ready to play your Mutant Chronicles third edition character, you already know what your three signature skills are. And they're the only three you can have throughout your entire career okay those can be raised to five five expertise five focus so choose well i guess
1: what's the just for uh just for my edification here what's the maximum attribute
0: you can start out with start with uh you know i never actually did i think it's 12-ish i think they range between six and 12 if i remember correctly by the time you're done okay I, I I never try. I didn't try to min max my character. So I uh, actually the three characters I made. So I don't know. Somebody in chat can maybe put that out there. But I think it's twelve. So if you were to min max, let's just arbitrarily say this, uh, min max this and have a character because you're not going to start out with five starting the game, but you raise that uh, raise it to a five. You got a seventeen or less. You need to roll with one through five being double success. Yeah. Well, if again. If you've also spent the points into focus. Right, fair enough. All right. so talents. Now talents get a little interesting. You might have heard me talk last week that I took, say, the sniper talent, and I had to take that because it's the first one in the tree. Well, the way talents work is you must pick them in order. Now, the tree branches out, so you don't have to pick all of them over here to get the ones over here, but you must have the talents ahead of it. And every skill has one initial talent that everybody will have. And then after that, it branches into three other you'll see it in a second so we can
1: it it, it makes sense uh stuff like that is uh to to make sure that uh this this is a this is a skill or or an ability of that talent that is inherent with having that talent everyone is going to be able to do this because that's the main attribute of this talent and then
0: from then on you can specialize yeah okay and as it says here, they're acquired from top down, and we'll show. It's easier to actually well, see it, in the it's graphic. A
1: normal, normal tree progression. It happens yep. in video games all the time. You have to, <laughs> you have to go down the line, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's fine. Everyone, everyone gets it.
0: So talents and expertise, skill expertise is an important factor when considering which talents to acquire. Each talent lists one or more prerequisites, conditions a character must fulfill in order to be eligible to acquire. In talent many cases,
1: conditions there.
0: Okay. Uh, conditions a character must yeah requirements a character must fulfill. I mean I don't know. <laughs> uh, in many cases, one of the prerequisites will be a minimum level of expertise training in the skill related to the talent. So just because you have a uh, one expertise in it doesn't all of a sudden make you an expert where you can start doing all these little tips and tricks. No, it comes with experience. It comes with understanding how you know, the nuances of the skill.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, not everyone has that, by the way, especially like some of the initial ones. I lied. I think they all have a requirement of expertise, one. Because you kind of have to have the skill in order to have a talent in it, right? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, increasing characters' expertise with a skill increases the variety of talents available to them. Now, how about focus? Skill focus also impacts talent acquisition. However, instead of being one of the prerequisites associated with a talent, focus training makes acquiring the talents less expensive. You spend experience points to get these talents outside of character life path by having a focus it costs less to get the talent you still have to meet the prerequisites but instead of costing 400 points now it might cost you 350 points
1: okay okay here let me see if i can wrap my brain around this okay. so um to to in- increase the the uh, talents you have to have expertise of a certain amount and the the expertise is is indicative of practice and training
0: yeah you're you're good enough with the skill itself to have this talent is something that you could understand yeah or okay do. so focus on the other hand the way i was picturing
1: it earlier is more of a uh a, a consistency of outcome like you are practice enough to where now you have a consistency of outcome that is that is uh, that is more uh more aligned towards success like uh okay um you you're 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 if you're if it's a gun you're better at hitting the bullseye now mm-hmm. okay so you have to so if you're better if a better consistency of outcome means that you can now advance in that skill or talent
0: faster or more easily more easily yeah more easily okay it, it's, it's cheaper to, to buy the talent okay Okay, and when All we right. see the cost, I think the costs are in this chapter. Not well. So, uh, as a matter of fact, is this an example? Da-da-da. So, for each rank of focus, and really the cost where is it? Uh, so Therefore, if a character with a persuade focus two wishes to acquire the persuade talent or a persuade talent, pays one hundred experience points less than the normal cost.
3: Okay.
0: Now, making a skill test. To perform a skill test, the GM determines which skill best applies the gm determines yes remember players you don't roll until the game master says that requires a roll, and it's this just keep role-playing your character until that point or until your turns over the attribute rating determines the skills target number and this is really relevant when it comes to attribute only skills or or effects which don't happen often but you might run into a situation where you don't have the skill for that and you just got to rely on your physique
1: yeah like a hopping a fence or or climbing a six-foot wall something like that i didn't take climbing yeah but it's a six-foot wall dude just jump and grab on top and you can handle it
0: my my guess is and we can read it later is that would be an acrobatics check but i'm not doing that to be pedantic i'm just again i'm I'm cutting acrobatics
1: you still have the ability to scale (laughs) a six-foot wall you can do it untrained and you just be your
0: attribute 100% 100% right. Yep. Okay. So if the character has ranks of expertise and training with the skill, those ranks are added to the skills attribute. We've gone over that enough times. Uh, nice little picture there. It's like AI art today. Uh, so, so once the skill test target number have been determined, the player rolls 2d20 and compares the result to the target number. You know, I should zoom in on this. I didn't realize how small that was for you guys. Sorry. Half the video is over, but you know, hey, whatever each die that rolls equal to or less than the target number generates one success towards passing the skill test caveat all right i can scroll uh players have a number of ways to approve their odds when making a skill test this is where things are going to get fun they may or purchase weird. additional d20s from the gm we haven't talked about that yet but you can say uh, uh uh dark symmetry points yeah dark symmetry okay and we'll, we, that will be in another section here. But you've got your momentum. You know, if, obviously, if combat's just started or or if the scene has just started, you probably don't have momentum yet. But you have momentum, you have chronicle uh, points, and you have, uh, you can just say, hey, Mr. Game Master, would you like two dark symmetries so I can get another D20, please? And he'll say, hey, yeah, I would.
1: Attributes. Wait, wait. Oh, oh, does, 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 can the GM say no?
0: I don't. I mean, in my mind, yeah, the GM can always well, no. say no. I
1: mean, some sometimes games, especially newer games, take away that ability from the GM. Like, if you want to screw yourself, the game will definitely allow you to screw yourself.
0: It talks about that a little bit. I'll be honest; I don't remember if it specifically said that. I, okay. again, well, no, my, we're
1: we're we're, we're going to get to that, you know, later on. So that's fine.
0: Just attributes. just want to know if you knew each can, I, I have a suspect. Uh, I have a suspicion and that suspicion is it, it's limited to a certain number, but not a no. But I would always say that the game master can be like, no, that's just my mentality. Unless of it
1: specifically games. says so in the rules. Fair.
2: Yeah. Fair.
0: Um, Each character is defined by eight attributes. We kind of went over those with the life path yesterday uh, or yeah. last week. Sorry. Uh, agility, awareness, coordination, intelligence, mental strength. That's for your magic uh, space, magic users out there, personality, physique, and strength. Human average is, 8 with general range from 6 to 12. Oh, you're okay,
2: that's,
0: right. Okay. That's a general range, not maximum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I, theoretically, you can raise your attributes. Higher attribute ratings reflect greater ability, of course. Yeah. Now, uh, the, basically what they're saying is that the attributes form the base. We've covered that so many times, I don't think I need to do that again. Yes. Skills, Skill tests call in a particular skill, which is... I'm reading this because I think we all know what skills are. I like... The way this game describes it not for every other game out there but for how to think about it in terms of this game all right so skill tests call on a particular skill which is a focused application within an attribute for example athletic feats are based on strength while being able to persuade someone is based on personality a player may have one or more ranks of expertise training within a particular skill or may be asked to attempt the skill skill test using a skill in which he has no expertise training which as we already discussed means you roll your yes, attribute right yep. i have a question though and tell me if
1: this answered later on then i'll I'll just withdraw it what if instead of using persu- no go back up stop instead of using persuade based on personality you use persuade based on strength
0: so you're talking like an intimidation check so to yes. speak
1: is there is there an intimidation skill? Have they actually you know? I don't done think that? so.
0: Uh, it might be a talent which we can look up, but I don't think it's a skill that I that I remember seeing in here. There really aren't a lot of skills. I would say for a game simplicity's sake, no, you can't do what you want. What you're saying there, uh, however, for uh, so personality persuade. Well, there's a command, but that's also under persuade. Okay, but you, if you if you physically threaten somebody. That would be
1: using strength, but it would also be using persuade, right? I mean, it sounds about right.
0: If you want, if again, if you want to dive deep into a simulation, yes, but this game isn't meant to be simulationist in that regard. Okay. There's only one skill under strength, one athletics, no other. Really? Yep. Nope. Okay. I mean, there's only one skill under physique resistance. So there aren't a lot of skill. Like, I, I don't know if you can see it, th- this middle column here. That's your attribute. The big dark bar is your attribute. Sure. Then underneath that are the skills. All the skills attached to the attribute. What is the one that has the most
1: skills? The one in the middle. Uh, Intelligence. Yeah, intelligence. All right. Everyone who wants to min-max for for
0: skill-based characters, intelligence is the way to go.
2: (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. So um, I, I get what you're saying. I would say what you want is not a bad idea, but not part of this game. Okay. Fair enough when making a skill test to play rules 30 20 and compares so okay we've gone through that, yeah, know that sometimes yeah. this book does repeat itself which is a good thing when you're trying to look up rules yes when you're trying to do what we're doing right now i can skip a lot of this uh success and focus we talked about that but here's what it is again you have your focus of, of three right just as a random number i'm putting out there you have your expertise of three focus of three uh you have a 10 attribute so 10 plus three 10 plus expertise three is 13 if you roll a 13 or less you succeed well your focus is also a three maybe well if you roll a three or less you get an extra success that's that's all you need to know it's that simple yep. and i'm going to tell you that when i read through the star trek adventures book i didn't go back and verify but i didn't get it when i read it in this book i got it like first take like it's so simply written so now let's talk to heathen dog about his unskilled test because he it just seems to want to be unskilled in everything today i want to be i know
1: i base attribute on everything just brute force my way through everything Life, there you go everything
0: so if it's a general skill when performing an unskilled test of a general skill the player rolls 2d20 and attempts to roll equal to or less than the skills related attribute okay well, that sounds normal so far right Unless modified by some other ability or circumstance, the best result a character can generate with an unskilled t- uh, test is two successes. One for each d 20 Why? Because you have no focus. Sure. Your focus is zero and you can't roll a zero. Right. Further, characters at greater risk of repercussion. What's repercussion? We'll talk about that in a bit. Think of it as fumbles. Okay. And there is a range. Remember when I said t- we'll talk about dread later? Dread affects repercussion range so typically a a natural 20 is a repercussion it's a fumble sure well when you are doing a a general skill untrained it is now 19 to 20 so a five percent more chance of uh of oopsie double double your
1: chance basically yeah yeah
0: now let's look at advanced skill you're trying to pilot that spaceship and you have no clue how to pilot anything Uh oh Attempting an advanced skill without expertise training is significantly more challenging. The lack of training with an advanced skill increases the difficulty by one step. So let's say that it was already difficulty two. You got to make two successes just, just to do this. Now it's a three. You have to make three successes on 2d20 in a skill you're untrained in. Good luck. I want somebody to do the math on that. If somebody puts in chat, oh, well, you could do that. Ah, ah. Get to that. On the base die roll, no chance no further character is at significantly greater risk of repercussions so instead of a 20 it's 18 to 20 now let me throw this out there and it is both for advanced and for general Mm -hmm. this is 18 to 20 if you're doing okay if you already have let's say you already have enough dread to be at 18 to 20 it bounces two points down or as it says here, or two, te- two steps higher than the range of characters' current level of dread. That's a 16 to 20. Oof. Yeah, you've got a, what, 16, 17, 18, 19, Yeah, 25% chance of oopsie.
1: Yeah, so uh, the the lesson here is uh, advanced skills. Uh, just uh, let, let, the, let the pilot try. Yeah, right? <laughs> let the pilot try. It's his job. But he's no, only fair- got one arm and he's bleeding. Yeah, you, you should probably hold his stump closed while he tries to pilot. But he's at <laughs> minus.
0: Not like you, right? <laughs> well, then again, huh, missing an arm, all this stuff. You know, it's 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 fifty fifty. <laughs> yeah, it, it could go either way. But uh, you know, his his all his his whole repercussion range isn't as big as yours. So fair. Yeah. I'm sure losing that arm added uh, added some repercussion, but also so did you freaking out over the fact that he lost an arm and you're um <laughs> uh, All right, so failure. Failure is failure in every game, right? Yeah. You, you missed your shot. You didn't do your thing. If you want to add a little more onto that, make it a little bit more story narrative, go for it. But it's just generally, you missed. You did not succeed in doing the thing you wanted to do, right? Now, no. does that have separate,
1: re- does it have like in-game repercussions? Like, I I did not shoot the, the control panel and now the bad guy can fire the nuclear bomb. Well, that's different. But the thing is, you just failed and nothing immediately bad happened to you because of it. You just regular failed. Mm-hmm. But what if you don't just regular fail? What if you bad fail? like repercussions and complications. These
2: what badges.
0: a segue there. I know, right? <laughs> Re- repercussions are more significant and may trigger severe consequences be- be- beyond the scope of a simple failure. This is a fumble. They call it repercussions in this game, but it's a fumble okay. in, you know, in other games. Repercussion occurs when a character rolls one or more natural 20s or generates results within the character's repercussion range. Influenced by the amount of dread. Page 139. Oh, look at that. Hey, that was pretty cool. That worked. <laughs> I, I'm a dread yeah let's uh let's i just want to look at the chart because we'll talk about suffering dread at another point isn't the chart here
1: dread and suffering go together that's that's uh that's good there we go oh that looks bad
0: anytime let me zoom out a tick here anytime you take dread sure you mark off a tick you know you can take one to three dread really you can take whatever the gm says but you can take one to three dread but let's just say something bad happens and you do a you get a point of dread you go tick well luckily for you that was just one tick and you're at twenty. But now you get three more dread on top of that. Something really significant happened. You saw the entirety of your team blowing out of the back of the air, aircraft while you're still hanging on like this, and you have to figure out how to kill the three evil robot guys, right? No, no, worse than that. Worse than that. This is this is what
1: happened. This is this is this is three dread right here. All right, you're in space. Mm-hmm. A a golf ball size hole is 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 blown into the side of the ship by the bad guy. Your wife is blown into that hole, and she is spaghettified out of that hole, screaming your name the entire time while you're watching. There you go. There's your okay.
0: dread uh, So we add three oh, on-
1: severely impaired.
0: Yep, <laughs> One, two, three, down here, and your range is 18 to 20. And now you're trying to do it because you want to pilot that ship and get, you know, we gotta land, we gotta do something. Um, well, you're now you... Wife. <laughs> well, I get a new envelope. we'll worry about you know first things first let's land oh, safely yeah. first right yeah. so you try to land that aircraft your your difficulty goes up by one right and look at your uh, uh your range that says 18 to 20 well it's plus two so it's 16 to 20 you're at that 25 percent of oopsie you just nose dived into the ground well, well you got 25 percent chance of it
1: you did land just very quickly hard. and too yeah. hard yeah
0: let's see if the back button works does the back button work when you click on something nope no, it's not oh,
1: it's all black now
0: yep did not work well it's reloading okay learned that lesson all right what page we on i should have looked at what page we're on but i don't need to because i can just go to Boop. and we were would you scroll please thank you uh already talked about that failing repercussions that's where we are all right zoom in on that so anywho we looked at the dread from page one three and i just want to show that real quickly uh, of which character is currently suffering? when a repercussion occurs the gm has the opportunity to impose a complication to the task resolution now that could be a complication that you decide to do or you can actually remember when i rolled traits for my character and i was crying about the fact that uh those traits were uh uh, like oh my god negative i now have a nemesis or and what was the other one an addiction you could trigger the addiction right here Dude, you did not have enough whatever, and now you're jonesing because things are just craps hitting the fan. Things have gotten really bad. That heroin is looking really
1: good right now. You know why? Because it makes you feel good, and right now you feel real bad.
0: (laughs) Right. And weird guy for $2. Thank you for the $2. So Watsi had five dread on releasing a new OGL. Well, maybe maybe, not upon releasing it, but the reaction from it. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for the $2, weird guy. A complication can impair the character in a variety of ways, hindering him in his future progress. I'm not going to read all of this, but I do want to go down to here. The GM instead has the option to add two dark symmetry points to his pool. So, you know what? No. Instead
1: of giving you a complication, he can take two points to use on you later. Yeah. Okay. Or two dice, or whatever.
0: So, let's look at the example. A character trying to cross a river attempts a challenging difficulty two athletics test. That's a bad river. (laughs) rolling ones well actually uh two isn't considered that bad when you look at the the difficulty chart goes from difficulty one to difficulty five difficulty five is epic i i understand
1: and that 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 makes sense it should be epic but just crossing a normal river should not be difficulty two i mean if it was a raging river i'd say okay difficulty two is fine
0: well we'll see one (laughs) one success and one natural 20 a repercussion the gm determines that the character only makes partial progress oh yeah yeah well, okay i skipped the part but you can have successes with repercussions mm-hmm. you could roll a one and say Woo-hoo, focus and a success i got a momentum ah but you fell down <laughs> you know or whatever right like you can have a repercussion with that so you can still have a success and have your gun jam i killed him yep those rounds went through but the what the when it tried to chamber that next one it didn't you got a stovepipe uh he could choose to simply add two points to the dark. again could choose to you know add two Dirk. or he could choose to inflict some manner of additional complication to the character perhaps the current has dragged the character downstream making his next athletics test more difficult okay so and it talks about here success and complication when it rains it pours complications and repercussions can result be resolved in a variety of ways if oh, so set- hang, hang on
1: hang on i, I gotta i got a thing uh are do do they do they differentiate between uh ongoing tests and single round tests for you know, the I,
0: I actually have not paid attention to okay, that
1: the reason i ask that is because crossing the river if if every skill is just you either make it or you don't then in that example, he wouldn't have made it. He only made one success and one repercussion. But if some if some tasks are can be completed over a number of rounds, an extended skill check, then that would make sense where he only
0: made it halfway across. So so I I got where the where the where the disconnect is here. There are no specific rounds in the game. It's as long things are as long as they need yeah, to be. To... Okay.
1: Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Okay. which which years ago is something that would have drove me crazy but uh more games i read that do things like that i actually i'm in favor of it less initiative roles and more what's happening naturally around you but mm. i get i get both sides and i'm not saying Heathen Dogs disagreeing with me i'm just saying for folks out there uh i get both sides some people want no i want a five second ten second whatever second round some people are like just let the game play organically both work okay. So um creating a single repercussion on athletics tests might cause fatigue slipping and falling or some other minor irritation with several repercussions however the, the gma decide something more serious occurs perhaps the character has pulled a muscle and this is something you know, aggravate old old wound etc cetera, et cetera. this is something where i wasn't debating but i was just kind of bouncing some things off of crafty he posted some stuff in discord the other day to help me with a momentum question I had. We're way overboard with helping me, but thank you, Crafty. <laughs> that one uh, answered way more than I needed, but it, but it was really helpful in that um, what what makes me nervous about this, and while I sit here and say I don't care a hundred times, apparently I do care a little bit, is this can turn into your GM looking like a dick. Okay, uh, you fell down face first, uh, you, you broke your nose, take one point of damage to the noggin. Bull, well I have to take a point in James. Well, dude, you rolled two natural twenties, or what are you gonna do? Yeah, or you. But I succeeded. Yes, you climbed to the top. But uh, when he got to the top, he went face first into a rock. I don't know. I mean, I'd think of something better at that point. But yeah, for here, yeah. I
1: mean, you, you know, as as a game master, if if someone succeeded but still got
0: some kind of repercussion, you'd have to really sell it.
1: Oh as, yeah, as you, you,
0: cl- you climbed up the rope, you got to the top, and just as you're coming over, you slid, skid your knee, bounced your face onto the wall, still held on and finished getting yourself up. But you that
1: I've actually yeah. seen that
0: happen. So. I know,
1: I know. But you you'd have to make it plausible enough to where the character goes, eh, okay,
0: I buy it. Sure. No, a- absolutely. Yeah. But but this is one of the things that I see as a as a potential problem if you're not a strong game master, is that a player could argue, come on. Really? I'm now my... You know this one point of damage is gonna hurt me for whatever going forward. Well, yeah, you suffered a repercussion. You know, you you not only rolled badly, but you had things lingering here. In this case, you had multiple repercussions. So, again, there are also ways around that as well. You have conical points, you have momentum, you have other things that, you know... It's a two-way street, folks. It's a two-way street. So... Skill test difficulty. Let's look at this since we already kind of talked about it for you know for Heathen Dog. Average difficulty is D1. Chance, so that was a challenging river, D2. So let's see how it escalates here. And there is a chart on another page that shows weather effects. I'm not going to go through it. Uh, this this I already know this uh, chapter is going to be a little long anyway. So uh, but if you look at uh, difficulty one, breaking down a flimsy door, so kicking in somebody's screen door, right? Shooting a target within a weapon's range. Piloting a vehicle at speed. So you're just driving down the road, but well, no, it's, it well, it's at speed. At speed. So, yeah, you're, yeah. You're going fast, but you're going faster than the cruising speed on a road on a road. Yeah. yeah. Now let's look at D five. Breaking down a magnetically sealed steel corridor. Yeah. That seems like you shoulder block that thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think I'd let someone do that unless
1: they had some kind of mechanical force multiplier on that one. Like you, shooting, you and your little fleshy shoulder are not gonna handle that. Luck, man. And I spent chronicle points and <laughs> gave I don't you a d- give a crap, man. I really see?
0: don't. No, no, that I, I did that intentionally because that's where, yes, Game Master still has the right of no. Okay. Monitor chat, see if crafty says that's not true. Uh, anyway, uh I've started a lot of crafty stuff already. Oh, did you really? Yeah, shoot outside ideal range at night on a boat in a thunderstorm. So you're shooting way outside your range. Can't see the target. Can barely see the target. It's nighttime. This boat's rocking. It swells. are hitting. You're hitting the, those depths. And lightning's flashing, screwing up your vision. Rain's all up in your face. Cold. Yeah, it's D5. Piloting a damaged vehicle. A damaged vehicle at speed. You got Ripley piloting that uh, that APC, but she doesn't want to stop. But she's also doing it outside in a thunderstorm at night, not looking at what's going on <laughs> over there with a completely destroyed gearbox. Yes. Yes. So, D5. Now you see the difference I and mean, you can read the breakdown between the other ones if you care. So, um difficulty rating. Now, let's read difficulty zero test. I know this is a big deal for crafty. Yes, it is. Conceptually, I can't stand this. But I understand why it's in the game. Okay? Just because I don't like it does not mean that it is not meant for the game. Those two things are not mutually exclusive, okay? Like I don't have to like it, but I do have to accept it. And if I weren't uh to let a character do or a player do this, I'd be kind of a dick. But here we go. A number of situations, a number of talents can reduce the difficulty of a skill test below one. These tests have a difficulty of simple D zero or difficulty zero and are a special case. If a test is difficulty zero, it does not require a test to be made. I'll stress the word require. Mm-hmm is automatically successful with zero successes, requiring no effort whatsoever and no risk of repercussions. Momentum, even bonus momentum from tier, uh, talent gears, or particularly advantageous circumstances. Oh sorry, let me rephrase that again because apparently I can't read. However, because no test is made, it can generate no momentum. Even bonus momentum from talent gears or particularly advantageous circumstances. The reason I reread that is because that is probably the most important sentence in here. Yes. A character can still choose to make a test if it has been reduced to difficulty zero. This takes the normal amount of time and can generate momentum as normal. Indeed, because zero successes are required to pass tests, every success generated is momentum. Sure. Now, I love this last sentence. Under no circumstance. No, that's an absolute word. Yep. Can a character choose to voluntarily, uh, voluntary failure on a difficulty zero test? It's just too simple to fail. You will stumble into doing it right.
1: That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, even things I'm really good at, I I could throw it. You know, boxers do it all the time. I don't get that.
0: Then I, I I don't know the nuances of this game. Remember, this is a read through. This is an introduction to us just as much as it is, you know, for you guys out there. Maybe. Yep. Me too. Um, At this point of time, knowing what I know about this game, which is not much compared to some people, I hear what you're saying. And I agree with you. And my initial gut reaction is this. If yours, if you're somehow got it down to difficulty zero, You're using something advantageous for you anyway. So you're using the tricorder. You're using the scope. You're using the ship's automated systems or something. Something that is just there to somehow get that from a 1 to a 0. Otherwise, you're just role-playing. It's just narrative action, right? Mm -hmm. Once it becomes a difficulty, once it becomes a die roll... You you have to utilize something to get you down to zero, which is why I'm okay with this. You don't throw it if you're using those abilities. You just want to shoot your gun in the air, or just shoot past his head. You're not using the sights. You're not using, uh, you know, if you want if you want the spaceship to crash into a moon, you're not using the automated landing system. You're ignoring the klaxon warnings. You're you know, see what I'm saying? I, I, I get that's how I view it for now. For now.
1: Also, uh, crafty has a uh, has a point. I know you I. I know you don't like this, uh, this, this difficulty zero players can roll it just to get momentum to use later. But the thing is it said earlier, and I didn't forget this is that the GM calls for all roles. Mm -hmm. If you don't call for that role, it's not rolled. Fair. And that's completely within the rules.
0: Right, and 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 the other side of it is, you know, you've got your as it says up here, no risk of repercussions. Well, once you start rolling, you have risk of repercussions and so forth. Right. So, yeah. so I mean, again, it's a two way street. That just my gut reaction is don't roll for things that aren't necessary to roll for. That's just a personal take of me. It's not. It's not a judgment or indictment of the game. It's just my thing is don't roll when rolls aren't necessary.
2: Yeah. This and, game uh, though,
0: uh,
1: Skrobaka makes a makes makes a joking point here see this this is this is a role that your game master would not call upon <laughs> you know you don't you don't ever the the game master will never ask you to roll to breathe normal atmosphere just walking down the street it's just so you can gain momentum no
0: or or my favorite one tie your shoes see if you tie your shoes right in the yeah, morning exactly
1: that. no there, there's no game master
0: going to call for a roll of that it's not going to happen oh it happened that's why i mentioned it what I- yeah, that, a long time ago in d anD D game I was playing. Okay, whatever. Let's um, let's take a break. Let's look at chat. Hopefully, you got a bunch starred, I and uh, then we'll then we'll move on. Throw it out there. Uh, so stop uh, sharing for one, just. A I moment. got it.
1: I got it. Uh, first one here. Uh, players can always buy. Uh, what what uh, what he's saying is uh, um, if if you if a player wants wants to buy an extra D twenty to to give <laughs> you two dark, dark symmetry points, the player can always do that. The the game master cannot say no.
0: Well, I'm the game master. I, I can change the rules of the game if I want.
1: Unless it specifically <laughs> says it in the game.
0: No, no. Um, I can actually change the rules of the you, game. I just have can, to be upfront about that upfront, uh, up, up, I know during session zero. You have zero. to
1: be upfront about that because yeah. then you're not playing the game the way it's written and people sure. can walk. Yeah. And, you, and you can't be sad about that. All right. And then it says here, GM should want that because it gives the GM a bonus. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I understand that. But I also understand uh, Max's I, view that I may not want to give them the advantage at this moment.
0: Well, also, I don't necessarily I like to see again. I'm very pro dice. I like the dice to determine a lot of things. So yeah. I don't want roles for every little thing, because I want those roles to be meaningful. And I it's not that I don't want to vote. Hell, I mean, yeah, now my bad guys get more. But. I want the characters to to try to do epic things so I like some of this. So there's going to be an example and maybe I won't do it today because uh, this is going to go kind of long, but crafty gave me a pretty lengthy example in discord. And by the time he was done, I was like, that's too much. I don't want that in my game. The way he utilized momentum and did that story, it flowed wonderfully. But I, I was like, no, that's, that's way too damn much. And that's so far out of the game masters narrative control that I'm like, uh, uh-uh.
1: no. Okay. And we got uh, right here please remember this game wants you to roll skills specifically to generate momentum so no, you want are just that purely for that purpose yeah see uh, again I he hates it. I don't like it because it it gives the the, the players too much power I I want to be able to say no all the time
0: I I think that the momentum is there to allow you to do epic and heroic things. I absolutely do. And I think that's important. That it should be in the game. But rolling random skills so that every damn thing you do has got momentum—I like, don't know. This, this, this power play, and I, and Omen, I was talking about as well. This, this little, this little ebb and flow between the game master and uh, we'll call it the metagaming side of it uh, of the game master and the players. That's—I don't want that in my games. Like I, yeah. I just don't. I like it conceptually. I think the way it's implemented here is too grandiose. Yeah, I, I would just like Max. I would say
1: no one no one's rolling d0 it just succeeds i would say that that's what i would do but uh craft says d0 tests exist to allow players to generate momentum with a possibility of rolling a complication yes oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. That, that that is absolutely true but uh i wouldn't i wouldn't do it i wouldn't and it says and players are allowed to roll they are allowed players are also allowed to automatically fail a test to get back yes
0: yes we'll talk about that later they can
1: automatically fail a test when we that's... when we talk about chronicle points Yes,
0: but, uh, mm, yes, but uh, like but again, either. it's no, no. Uh, that one doesn't bother me as much. I think just think it's kind of silly. The, uh, um, the but that's a little bit different than a D zero test. Yeah. So uh, that that would be a D one test. But go go ahead. Yeah. All right. Oh, is that everything? Oh.
1: Nope. Uh, can this game do a battle as a single die roll?
0: I need more explanation. Uh, for on that.
1: for example, um it's just you and one other guy can can this game just resolve it in
0: one die roll entire to, combat. Yeah. I mean I I haven't done it I haven't done a sample combat okay so I won't know next week when we cover it I'll hopefully have more information for you because I'll All be right. reading combat this week but well there you go, go I, but I would say theoretically yes and I state that based on how crafty wrote up that momentum thing okay. to me Uh, yeah, he's like roll and see
1: who wins. And then the, the winner wins and the loser dies. I don't Whatever.
0: think that's the intent of the game though. Okay.
1: Uh, GM still asks for a role, not the players. So there you go. So if the GM determines a PC cannot break down a door, then no role will be asked for. Okay. So yeah. the GM has the power by the rules to not ask for a role. If a role is not asked for the players can't preemptively make a role. So that, that gets around your, your D zero nonsense. If that, you don't not have to the, to the role. The role is not going to happen, but anything D zero is an automatic success without a role. So it just succeeds. No one gets momentum. No one gets complication. You can just do that. And that's completely by the rules.
0: Just so everybody knows that might watch this later and think I'm poo-pooing momentum in the game. No, I like it conceptually. I think it just, it goes overboard. If that makes sense. So I it, like,
1: we're, we're going to get to it in the next segment, but a uh, spoiler alert. Uh, he he believes that the, the definition of the word momentum should be used more in the application of the idea of momentum in this game. Saving momentum yes. defies
0: the definition of the word momentum. Yep, that that is one of the things that just, yeah. I love like Forbidden Lands or, or any of the user engine games, extra successes. And I love how this game does extra successes as well in terms of using something immediately or within the flow going forward. I don't like the banking of the points. Yeah. So,
1: you know, right. it, it, momentum gained during a fight, round after round after round. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. You know, gaining momentum, gaining momentum, but gaining momentum, saving, 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 savings, and then using. Uh, I don't know, man. You you'd really have to have a real big story arc type thing where you know, it's, it's a battlefield trench warfare, you know, and you're gaining inch after inch after inch after inch, and then pulling momentum in that certain circumstance to me would make sense, you know, but gaining an inch, getting momentum, but then
0: being stopped for five rounds.
1: Well, or remember the there's
0: a flip side to that as yeah. you're gaining all that. So is the game master. And it just becomes this power struggle that if done well, I can see players and game masters having a great time with it. Yeah. My experience with most game masters out there, probably myself included, is they're not ready to handle that. At least not at first. This is something you'd have to like, <laughs> inch yourself into. They'd have to get ready. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let me share here again. We'll get uh, back into talking about some more stuff here. We're still in the skills. We haven't even looked at talents yet. So, Jesus, man, let's just go to talents. Uh, is there anything? Let me make sure there's nothing else important here. I don't think there's anything super important left. Becoming the odds space skill tests are lucky enough. Chron- oh, no, chronicle points. Okay. We are going to talk about chronicle points. No, I also have to do seizing the opportunity either because this is where yeah. uh, this is where players have more options. This is where you can get dice from the game master and so forth. So okay. players have the ability to improve their chance for success or generating multiple successes. Remember when we saw that you could possibly have something that requires you to have five successes? Well, you can add more D20s during a skill test players purchase these D, uh, d20s by paying the gm one oh it's one that was two sorry okay. dark symmetry point per die purchased and okay. may not purchase more than three Okay. well which would be your 5d right so if you go back up to your epic uh whatever right you have you now have a possibility of making five successes because yes. you start with 2d 20 now you go buy up to three yes yeah, so you can okay. have up to five and if you have focus you kind of have a 50 50 shot sure so but you, you have to have five focus Look. um Chronicle points. One of the many uses of chronicle points is to automatically generate successes for a skill test. A player can spend one CP to get a one. So if you have focus.
1: Okay, hang on. You're not generating a free success. One of your die now becomes a one. Yes. Okay, so you have to have the dice and then you can make that dice a success, but... Okay,
0: okay. I'm sorry, no, I'm, sorry no. I'm sorry. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold I, on. I I got it backward, I got it backward, I got it backward. Okay. It's one CP to add a d20. It's two CP for a natural one.
1: Hang on. Player can spend one CP point before rolling a test to add one d20 to the roll placed on the one face as if the die had generated a natural one. Alternatively, a player can spend two CP after rolling a skill test to add a d20. Okay, okay, so before you roll, you you add a d20 and it's an automatic one by spending one after you okay. roll you're like crap i didn't quite make it i need one more success Yep. that'll take two good clarification
0: yeah I, I read that wrong
1: That's, okay because yeah. it's after the fact then you get one mm-hmm. an extra d20 with an automatic success with a roll of one yep yep okay got good it Good
0: clarification like i said i, re- I read that wrong so okay. uh in either case, spending chronicle point generally adds one or two successes to players' dice results. If a player, uh, if a character has zero focus in the related skill, the chronicle point adds one success. The Character has a focus of one or greater, uh, than the natural one generates two. Just as if you had rolled yeah, the one, yeah, just
1: right? Just as if you naturally yeah. rolled it. Yeah, it's 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 giving you a die, and faking that you naturally rolled a one on it.
0: This is a this is such a great paragraph. If, I read this one twice, uh, it was two days ago when I was going through this. I was like, wait, what? If a player is willing to invest, invest enough chronicle points to guarantee success, he may choose not to roll the normal 2D20 afforded for a skill test. A player may wish to do this to avoid potentially generating 20s or complications. That makes sense. Now, you are limited to the. Now, I was mad about this. So I was like, no, they just continually... You're limited to the number of chronicle points you can have.
1: Yeah. Like, was it five?
0: I think so. Uh, yeah, is it five? I told it. Think something that, like that. that I, I forget the number. Hard,
1: that's your hard top, right? I think it's five.
0: Well, we'll cover that well, when we no, go through I, chronicle I, I, completely, I, I completely get that. I mean,
1: uh go go back to our example oh. of the of the pilot's got his arm cut off and you have to oh. you have to pilot you have to land the, the plane. Well, you don't want to roll because when you roll, if it's a 16 to 20, you're you're gonna crash and die and kill everybody. So <laughs> you will burn everyone's chronicle points and they're not gonna be mad because they're gonna be alive at the end of it and on the ground safe as long as
0: you get two successes and don't bother rolling. Yeah, that, that would be a good time for it. Yeah. I think the difficulty would be a little higher, but yeah. So uh, some of this we can skip because it is now just kind of part of other games. I really wanted to focus on how those extra points work, how skill expertise, because they're just they're iconic parts of the game. Now, determining difficulty, that's the game master. Teamwork and assistance, Again, that's as you're playing the game. We can look into that, but I don't think we have to get really into every single rule in the game. Opposed tests are a little interesting, only because all difficulties are thrown out of the window, and it's just difficulty one. Whoever gets it gets it.
2: Okay. Uh, uh, I got a
1: uh, crafty add. This CP adds to the two D twenty, so you get three D twenty for one CP, or or yeah. or total total. Yeah, he fix it with he, one being a natural one for two cp still cannot get over okay see that didn't make sense to me that does not make sense to me the way i read it and if you want you can scroll back up is before you roll stop typing you, in all caps <laughs> yes yeah, before you roll if you decide to spend a cp you get an extra d20 that's automatically generated as a one after you roll you have to spend two to get the same thing. That's how I read it. Am, am I
0: wrong? Let, let's, uh, let's, uh, read, let's read it slowly here. A player? a player can spend one chronicle point before before rolling a skill cool. test to add one d20, yep, to the roll. Placed on the one face. Yep. So okay. that's an extra one. So if you were rolling 2d20, you'd grab one of your third one and you put it down with a one. Right. As if it had generated a natural one result. So Correct. that's that's... One success for sure, if not two, right there. You still have your two D20 in your hand. Right. Alternatively, a player can spend two chronicle points after rolling a skill test. To get the same thing. To add to add a D twenty with a natural one result. Which is the same thing. Yeah. Okay. It's just it's just one, you're 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 gambling that you won't make it. The second one, you're waiting until you for sure know you didn't make it right. and then okay. putting it in.
1: All right. So I, I, I thought it correctly. Okay, good um uh he uh, uh crafty says do not skip teamwork it's super important
0: okay a uh, number of tasks can benefit from the assistance of others in order to assist with a skill test each player must describe how his character's assisting leader it's like every game yep GM approves and the leader and all assistants involved roll for the skill test the leader performs the scanner still t- skill test rolling 2d 20 against his attribute yep expertise so the main person rolls, Yeah, each assistant only rolls one D20 using his own attribute expertise training and focus to determine if any successes are generated. Assistants may not use dark symmetry points to increase his dice pool. And uh, so the, the main crux of this is, and I, I, I guess it's more important for you guys than it is for me, because I'm used to this, is that if the leader doesn't succeed, it doesn't matter how many successes everybody else gets. So if heathen dogs pushing the rock up the hill and we're trying to help him, if he fails, we all fail. That's
1: just Which is is the same as life. When I fail, everyone dies.
0: (laughs) There you go. go. (laughs) So, I mean, again, to me, that's like uh, every other game, but uh, uh, assistants may not use dark symmetry points to increase this dice pool. If the leader generates at least one success and any success generated by the assistants are added to the total. And if the leader generates zero success, any success are lost. Because only the, the leader, if you want to call it that, primary character there's there's an additional risk to having too many people trying to help at once any repercussions rolled by the leader or any of the assistants are cumulative potentially creating a series of negative repercussions regardless of this is sound clown shoes to me regardless of whether or not the original skill test was passed the gm has all has the option to narrate the d20s as significant complications or to May add two dark symmetry points to his pool. You know, you, you know what I'm picturing? I'm pushing, uh, the, pushing the rock up the hill. Heathen dog falls down. We all fall down. The rock rolls over Heathen dog. He gets squished to fight. The rest of us lay there and go, oh, he died. And like, ow, I scraped my knee. That's what I just pictured. Why are you dead, Heathen dog? Uh,
1: if- I'm just a crafty. You are going to have to come into segment three to because what what you're saying in chat does not
0: jive with what Max and I are reading in the book. Okay, let's remember what page that was on. Right remember, there. we're going to be covering chronicle points in its actual entirety in a bit. That's why I want to get through this. So, yeah. Uh, right. So the page eighty-one. Just remember page eighty-one. Eighty-one. Uh, post skill test. So here are some examples. I'll zoom out. You guys can pause the video to take a look at it, but uh, kind of tell us like how to handle different things that are going on around the character to add difficulty. All right. Skill descriptions. Now we get to skill descriptions. We're only going to read a couple of them. Okay. Uh, I'll uh, I'll let you pick based strong on what you strong legs. Talk. I love me some strong legs. strong le- What? Strong legs. Oh no no that that's a talent. We, we, so oh. you want you want me to read acrobatics then? Sure. Okay. Acrobatics. It's a general skill, so anybody can learn acrobatics. You just got to practice, right? And anyone
1: can use acrobatics because it's a general skill, even if you don't have points in it. Right.
0: Okay. With, just with without op- horrible penalties. Well, just a little bit of a penalty yeah we got re- repercussions yeah, yeah. horrible penalties yeah this skill is a measure measure of body control covering whole body movements such as jumping tumbling and diving attempts to dodge enemy attacks also fall under acrobatics oh okay okay so, acrobatics covers any use of reflexes so when i made my character for my blood beret i did get a couple comments like, why wouldn't you do acrobatics because i had a theme for him he's a sniper why does a sniper need acrobatics i'm not dodging shit i'm too far away right that's fair <laughs> acrobatics covers any use of reflexes agility and coordinated movement to overcome uh, obstacles or avoid attacks so you said you wanted uh strong legs yep so in order to get strong legs you have to have graceful first this is the start of the tree and everyone's done like this everyone has one initial talent so you have to buy the graceful talent first then from there you can pick strong legs free runner or hard target as long as you meet the other prerequisites so let's look at your strong well let's look at graceful first because you get that first right so uh common use of aiding point momentum spends yeah, uh, so graceful the character may reroll one 1d20 when making an acrobatics test but must accept the new result i don't know if they're all like that but that's a pretty common first one
1: okay
0: like that I, makes uh, sense. Okay. the sniper was the same thing but with you know shooting you know so forth so you have to have acrobatics expertise one because of course if you don't have any acrobatics how the hell would you have a talent how could it? you get graceful exactly yes now, strong legs. Hey, the only prerequisite is graceful. Awesome. So you don't need anything else. Great. Characters who intensely train their lower leg muscles and learn to coordinate their bodies can leap extraordinary distances. Woo-hoo. When when making an acrobatics test to jump, the character reduces the difficulty by one rank. This may eliminate the need for a skill test. You can hop over, you can hop over to those chas- uh, chasms. Oh yeah, no. That, remember, remember, I talked about that six foot fence. I can <laughs> right? clear that like a
1: boss. Give give me a run and start. I'll just jump it. I'll hurdle that thing. M- maybe I'll do a flip. I don't know. If I get squirrely, I'll, I'll do a flip over it. Whatever.
0: Awesome. <laughs> well, that'll be with your momentum. Uh, fair enough.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and right. then I get dark symmetry. Okay, I, I do want to go to the ranged weapon ones because we did a lot of that with the character last week. Or oh, I'll let you pick. Ranged weapon or stealth? Uh, Stealth. Okay. Scroll Down to some stealthy, stealthy here. Uh pilot. Oops, sniper. Okay, so that's a ranged weapon one. Uh just a scratch. Strong liver. I, mean, I don't even know what I want to know what that goes to.
1: If you're Kennedy, you need that.
0: <laughs> Space uh stealth. Okay, so let's zoom in on the stealth. Hey, I said oops, wrong button. So if we remember for that character I made, I took Scout and Living sure. Shadow, right? So, Scout. What is Scout? The character may reroll one 1d20 when making a stealth test, but must accept the new result. You notice that there's kind of a theme with yeah. that first one? Yeah. That's cool. Living Shadow. And I took this because I kind of thought that the character would be an Overwatch-type person. Sure. Or a sniper-type person. So he's got to be able to get to utilize terrain, right? So the yeah. characters become adept at using terrain effects and social cues to remain unnoticed by observers. I Dang. Now... Well, Max, you said, you know, outdoors. Remember, he was also a leader. He had he had uh, command and, and leadership. So he would be in social situations as well. A successful stealth test when attempting to remain unseen or unnoticed or provide an amount of additional momentum equal to the total number of stealth talent ranks characters purchased, which is right now two because he has Scout and Living Shadow. So that gives two momentum so uh now momentum in this in the stealth field doesn't usually it's not usually one-to-one comparable usually it starts affecting other stuff but now i can utilize that to overhear a conversation or backstab somebody or to get a better shot off on somebody if i'm outdoor so it's not going to directly work for my next stealth role so to speak necessarily so it says uh, momentum on stealth uh, test is typically carried forward on into god i cannot read onto other tests. The advantages of a stealthy approach allowing a character to focus on his task without distraction.
2: Sure.
1: Makes sense.
0: Do do we understand talents enough? We're obviously not going to read them all, but I think we understand yeah. how ta- the talent tree works and what talents are and what they add to the character. Yep. All right. So is that it for skills? I think that is it for skills and talents. And then we have two shorter chapters to cover. Let me just make sure. Because this is actually about as far as, yep. Gaining and spending, this will be next. So our next video, depending on how the video segments go up this week, probably in two days, will be on gaining and spending momentum and hearing Crafty yell at us and scream at us more in chat. So hopefully, you guys, like, did you put the subscribe thing up? Oh no, I didn't. All right, let me grab that. Boop, subscribe. Should have subscribed to us. Uh, You know, all all, all the stuff that we like to do. Hashtag RPGate, like, subscribe, share, talk to people about it. If you have complaints, like our chat is blowing up right now, about how we're covering this, I want to remind you. This is an introduction to us as much as it is for you. This is why we're doing this. If you want full-on knowledge, you wait to segment two. If you want us to learn along with you, go ahead and put in the chat things that we got wrong. That's cool. Just be respectful about it. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed this.
2: Alright, now we're going to
0: talk about gaining and spending momentum, and depending on how long this takes, we may roll right into Chronicle Points, or we may separate them. So, uh, we'll see. I'm leaning towards hopefully it being one video, because, uh, that first one took a long time. But it needed to. Next week, by the way, the, ne- the, first, well, the first one next week is going to take a long time as well. Yes, please like, subscribe, and share if you want more introductions and deep dives. Or if you even want more fundamentals like we do in segment two. Yay. But more heathen dog. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So this chapter looks at the momentum mechanic, and we're gonna focus on a lot more words in this chapter than we did the last one.
1: Really? We focused on a lot of words in the
0: last I know one. we did. Well, <laughs> we skipped a lot too. So let's start here. When a te- uh do I wanna do that? No, we'll start here. When a test passes by more successes than the minimum needed, there is a surplus of successes. Sure. Any successes remaining after subtracting the required number based on the skill test difficulty rating are converted into a special resource called momentum. Mm -hmm. Some special talents may also allow a character to generate additional momentum, which if you saw the last video, you saw that with the stealth. There is a way to uh, generate additional momentum under certain circumstances or when passing certain skill tests. And I don't think there's anything that crazy looking weirdo right there. Scroll over. Uh, for example, Adam Archer attempts a challenging difficulty to acrobatics test. He rolls four successes on that skill test. Pretty damn good, huh? He got I just said that all Canadian. Darren, darn really good. low rolls, yep. Or he spent momentum. <laughs> anyway, the skill test passed and generates two momentum, four successes, less the difficulty of two. Adam has two momentum to spend on special effects or bonuses related to this skill test. So let's look. What options do you have? A player can spend momentum on a number of different options that generally improve the quality of the success. Okay, makes sense. I get it. Extra yeah, successes means extra well done, right? Sure. Or offer the player ways to modify the skill test or adapt to the environment. Again, using the free league example, I knocked him. I didn't just shoot him. I knocked him down. Or punch him. I knocked him down. Yeah, oh, blew All right. his hand off. Yeah, blew his hand off. He dropped his weapon. Something. Yeah. In combat, momentum can be spent to achieve a number of tactical advantages. Like we just Like it, yep, exactly. In most cases, momentum only lasts until the end of the character's turn. So players should take advantage of it when it's available. (laughs) We're going to find all the exceptions to that in a moment. Mm -hmm. Momentum can be spent on the same effect multiple times, which I think is good because if you build up that kind of momentum and it's directly related to what you'd rolled the die for, that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, somehow you rolled so well, you climbed Mount Everest one-handed. You can do it, but you've just got to roll out. Uh, momentum can, yeah, uh, unless otherwise specified in the effect. The skills section provides a number of options we already talked about. So, group moment. Oh, by the way, I covered it very quickly in the skills section, That like that stealth thing where it talked in there, like how you can use skills. I'm not trying to read the entire book to you. We are giving you a lot, but... Much of this information, how to enhance your DMing, GMing, whatever, is in the book. It's actually a very well laid out book, if not a very well written book. Group momentum. Sometimes a character performs a task where either no clear use for momentum exists, or there's pending action that could benefit from additional momentum. Uh, Sorry, sorry. I was sorry, I saw something pop up over there on the rumble side, but they're talking so <laughs> characters have the option to contribute excess momentum to a central pool of group momentum. Now, cuff, okay, okay. what are your on. thoughts about that?
1: The the way I'm reading that is I do a standalone thing. I, I do some kind of awesome maneuver and I generate a momentum. I either can't use it or don't want to use it. I can immediately shunt it over to a different pool called group momentum that everyone can use. Is that true?
0: I think so. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was I was concentrating on something else while you're talking. That I was trying to concentrate on well, both things. That,
1: that's that's rude. Don't do I
0: know. That. Um, say that one more time because I want to okay. visualize that better in my head. Okay, I'm in a team,
1: right? Mm-hmm. I jump over a fence. Mm-hmm. It's a D zero action, but the 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 lame GM allowed me to roll it. And I got, okay. I I got, I got two momentum out of that. Yep. There's nothing I can use it for next. I j- I completed jumping if, over if, the fence. If there's
0: I, nothing you can use it for, now. Yeah, well, maybe maybe your next is a shot or something.
1: Exactly. I I completed it. I didn't want to do something cool like you're like, just running you know, forward. Yep. Yeah, just going forward. So I can take those two points of momentum mm-hmm. and shunt them to a different pool called group momentum yeah. that my teammates can use at their leisure for the entire scene.
0: Sort of. Yes, yes, you can, but there are limitations to this group momentum. And you're going to see, I want to call it a doozy because I still think that six is a lot, uh, but uh, uh, you're going to see it drains itself. Uh, we'll move okay. ahead. No, I get it. I get it. Okay, move on, move on. To manage group momentum, it is recommended the group use either a six sided die or has up to six tokens available. Regardless of which method is used, the group momentum should be placed conveniently so all players can see how much the group has. No matter, it can never be more than six. Caps oh, at six. Got it. The character has more momentum than required for the effect he wishes, so he's not jumped over the fence, doesn't give a crap about doing anything else after that. He no. chooses to bank those points, so it's like he's not red right ahead here. Uh,
2: I didn't, though. <laughs> shh, shh.
0: Oh, you're, psychi- you're psychotic. Whatever. I am. I'm, I'm group's, psychotic. Group's momentum is capped at six, so a player can contribute up to six points of momentum from the skill test. Well, again, up to a maximum sense. Yeah. Any excess is lost to affect... uh Bank momentum, the contributing player adjusts the group's momentum by either a change, yes, yeah, whatever. Spending group momentum. It's it's in this chapter. Uh, yeah, here it is down here. Momentum attrition, we'll get to. That'll be the one that puts a balancing act on this. Mm-hmm. All momentum in the group's pool is available to any of the group's members. On a player's turn, as long as there's one or more points in the pool, he's free to spend as much momentum in the pool as he wishes. As he wishes. Other players can't say, no, I didn't put it in there for you. Hey, punk, you, you put it in there, dummy. Yep. The player may add the momentum before or after seeing if a skill test has succeeded. I- I'm very much against that after part. I-, after I know. Part. Yeah. Now, hang on, hang on. It- it's a personal thing. It's not about. No, no, I
1: understand. I understand. Now, if if they did it like Chronicle points for the roll, like, oh, you you wanna you wanna you wanna have a an extra die with an auto one on it before the roll, cost one. You want it after the roll, cost two. I would do the same thing
0: with this momentum. Yeah. Hey, you uh, want, you house want rule. more
1: dice before the roll? Cost one. You want more dice after the roll? Mm, cost two.
0: I like that house rule. I do. Yeah. I, I, you know. So, uh, to reflect now, momentum attrition. At the end of each round during combat, or at the end of each scene out of combat, the ah, group so loses one right. momentum from its pool. Yep. The adrenaline okay. starts to fade. The energy ebbs. Things start to normalize. Continuing the above example, if no one had used any momentum during the turn, Adam Archer contributed his points. At the end of the round, the pools reduced from five to four. In case you can't subtract one. Game just told you how. Gotcha. Gotcha. Scenario momentum spends. In addition to the momentum options available during most actions, some special options may exist within the context of a certain scenario or scene. The GM should let players know when they may be able to spend momentum to advance storylines, interact with the environment, otherwise take advantage of opportunities in the scene. This right here, this one that we're about to read, I think is either going to be a hell yes, I love it from some people, or oh no, 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 I'm not getting them a get out of jail free card. So we'll see how Heathen Dog reacts to this. All right. When the GM is designing a scene or preparing for a game session, he may wish to take some time considering interesting ways the characters may be able to spend momentum. These opportunities can add depth to a scene and allow the characters new ways to interact with the story. Here are two examples. All right, hit me. Let me scroll up to the examples. A social encounter. If the characters are meeting with an important diplomat who has key information they need, then perhaps momentum could be used to make the diplomat divulge more information than originally planned. Or the meeting is conducted much more quickly than expected, you know, if time's a constraint. If mm. the diplomat was going to notify the authorities, perhaps players can spend momentum to keep the diplomat from disclosing the meeting. Uh, false. I don't like that. Really? Okay, so I, I'm inclined to be okay with some of this, theoretically. I'm, I'm, I'm more positive about it than you. I always look at ways that... You know, that, how does this get abused? But, I'm like, okay, I can see that. Maybe. Hey, the, the, the one that got me the most is like, what? Divulge more information. Don't you already know how much information the diplomat's going to divulge? What more? I don't know. Now here's a different one. Tight spot. The characters are on the run from a frenzied mob of heretics when they come across a locked building they wish to enter. Okay. The characters may have used a combination of skills such as observation, stealth, or thievery up to this point okay in addition to the success or failure of various skill tests leading up to this point momentum could be spent to reflect finding an especially well hidden location picking the locked door in a fraction of the expected time setting up an ambush to surprise the heretics or buying enough time for the players to collectively catch their breath and recover some wounds or mental damage god i don't like that one either i mean i i I definitely do not like this one yeah i don't like that one either i mean it I, there, there's one aspect of these options that I say okay to, picking the luck.
1: Yeah, I suppose. But see the the whole the whole idea of a momentum thing. It's it's too general. Like a gain, gaining momentum from something completely unrelated, and and if it's if it's shoved into the group momentum, uh, pool, then it could be used for anything another character wants to do completely uh uh you know possibly completely different than how it was gained or or that makes sense logically and i don't like that like uh like this 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 group momentum that that they gained at this point to pick that lock could have been gotten by shooting someone two minutes earlier does that make sense logically no game mechanically it's 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 androgynous. You know, uh, momentum's momentum doesn't matter, but logically it doesn't make sense. How are you better at picking a lock because someone was really good at shooting somebody? Doesn't make sense.
0: And so, so crafty. He's posted in here different different ways throughout the entirety of us covering this stuff about how it's a two way street. I don't care that it's a two way street. I'm glad you're saying that for the chat for the people who see that in chat. Me personally, it is another mechanic that I have to balance between. What Now, what, what I'm going to do with my monsters or, or bad guys or demons or whatever's fighting these dudes versus them when I could rather just have the game work itself organically. I'm not against momentum points or momentum as an idea or even in, in how it's used as long as its use was more limited to that moment in time and the use of that skill. Like, it has to be something directly related to that skill and flows from, the momentum from that skill flows into the next thing yeah you know that that's,
2: but uh, yeah, but
0: I uh actually
1: my, I, I started this, but okay, uh, my Michael has this has it exactly right. When I read Conan, i I abstract momentum to confidence that that is better. though it see Max and I, our big problem with momentum is the word momentum. That's our big problem. Maybe. really, if it was called confidence, I could actually wrap my brain around someone being better at picking a lock because someone else a minute earlier shot someone through the eyeball i could see that because the guy picking the lock saw that he's like oh my god we're gonna win
0: we're gonna do it well i can tell you that in sports it would be called momentum though so yeah, I mean I just, the, the momentum uh, word personally doesn't bother me. I know I'm being pedantic about the I whole know. thing. I want it to roll, but but even whether it's called confidence or momentum or whatever, I I want I don't like banking. Banking to me is just No, no, no. But but if if it's called confidence
1: and and it's explained as confidence, banking it actually makes more sense too. Because your success in, can embolden a group. Sure. Uh, if you succeed really well, the entire group could get a morale boost. And that's what the group momentum is: a morale boost
0: let, let, let me let me switch this up a little bit i agree with you whether it's confidence or momentum i i i agree with all of that i mechanically game mechanically i don't like the banking of karma uh, edge momentum chronicle points whatever you want to call them in whatever game you're playing i just i don't like hero points i think for pathfinder i don't like that nonsense that's just again it's a personal thing with me i don't like that how it works in this game Makes sense to to give that the uh, the characters that heroic that cinematic that over the top pulpy is you know see this is why I don't like pulp. <laughs> Never eat the pulp. I can. It. Uh, it's just a different uh, different uh, desire from a game. That's all it is. It's not necessarily a bad thing. So let's look at more momentum options. Momentum is a powerful and flexible. That's just going to increase the speed. Now these are pretty common ones. Okay, they're also generically worded. Improve the speed of the action momentum can dramatically reduce the amount of time required to complete a task. Now this is obviously going to be important when you're under duress and you need to get it done quickly. Reinforcements are coming. Sure. um, Improve the quality of an action. We kind of talked about that before with the shots, you know, more damage for when you shot or disarm, create create some kind of effect. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Your jury rig is going to last. It's almost like you really fix it now. Sure. Assist a colleague. When multiple characters are attempting a similar task at the same time, one character can spend momentum to assist someone else. For example, several characters are climbing a steep cliff. One is skilled in athletics and generates momentum. The skilled character can spend momentum to assist others. Hey, buddy, grab the rope up there. Here, let me grab it. Whatever. Uh, adding can, a no, d20 I can see that. I can yep. actually
1: see that. Mm-hmm. I mean that that uh for especially for climbing which which yep. was your example uh there's usually a lead climber he's the most experienced he's in front everyone else is tied off to him and and he can actually help the climbers beneath him to to in- increase the odds of success. I get that. That's that's awesome. I get that completely.
0: So uh, my my stance just remains. I love the extra success system from Free League, which I think was based on. this I could be wrong, but it seems heavily based on on how this idea works. But I like how it's limited to that action. Like that's again my personal preference. Now we are going to dive right into conical points because here we are. So it's probably going to be one video.
1: Well, throw throw up the throw up the banner. You just just in case, just in case, just in case. Uh, Don't
0: don't waste the banner. Oh, that's yours. All right, now we're going to go into Chronicle Points, which, uh, if you ask Crafty, are the same as uh, Momentum? I don't know. Find out. <laughs> uh, so uh, they, they're used similarly. Now, Chronicle Points are more based on role-playing, as we'll find out here in a moment. Uh, it's, it's a resource that the Game Master doles out to the characters. And all right, so Chronicle Points are a special resource specific to player characters. Chronicle Points help distinguish player characters from the common population. Whether they view themselves as heroes or not, Chronicle Points allow characters to perform heroic tasks, epic tasks, and dramatic deeds. Each character has his own pool of Chronicle Points, which can be drawn from to take advantage of a number of benefits. Players begin... Okay, here we go. Gotta see. Players begin each session with a starting pool of Chronicle Points, and more may be granted by the GM during play as rewards. If I remember correctly, the max is five. We'll find out. Starting at the end of character creation process, a new character begins with at least two chronicle points. And if you watch my character creation video, you'll see that I had two chronicle points <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I decided to raise skills instead or fo- uh, focuses. Okay. Uh, this, this total is the character's starting pool of chronicle points. At the start of each subsequent session, a character's chronicle point total is reset to that starting value.
1: Okay. See, okay. Having Having that rule in place... I would rather spend Chronicle points at the beginning to make sure I always start with four. I would do that. I think it's more important than having some skills higher. Okay. But that's me.
0: Uh, I, I don't like this, and here's why. Subsequent session. People only Gameplay. play three to four hours. My games are eight hours. Yeah. makes more sense for eight-hour games. Your dumb little three- and four-hour sessions, you just just keep handing them out. Keep handing out this Chronicle points to everybody. <laughs> like no i I don't i think it should be for each mission or adventure but that's again a person personally how i just like my games to flow. um however doing each session characters number of chronicle points can and will fluctuate up and down if a player ended the previous session with fewer chronicle points than the starting total his pool is refilled to starting value it's starting like there we go it's like whatever if a player ends a session with more chronicle points than the starting value then any surplus points are lost okay i yeah. actually didn't don't remember reading that when i first yeah, so, so uh, that, to, that changes it's things
1: more important to have, a, to have a higher starting total yeah yeah
0: there i i honestly i gotta i don't remember reading that i completely okay uh players strongly encouraged players are strongly encouraged to spend those chronicle points thank you well, game. yeah it's use them or lose them right i mean. A player may spend chronicle points at any time even when it's not his turn. There's no limit to the number of chronicle points a character can spend at one time or during one turn. If you wish the player can spend all chronicle points on a single task. Good job. You, you probably passed. Yeah. Hey, that ship that was crashing? I'm going to land that bitch. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> you just Anakin Skywalker that thing down, you know, with half a ship? Yep. Spending chronicle points is an opportunity to describe something dramatic and exciting. Multiple, multiple, multiple times during a game. Yawn. Players are encouraged to describe the cinematic action the characters are taking when they spend chronic points. I think it loses... This is my thing. So I think they lose their effect by continually refreshing constantly. So, but, to be fair, folks, I have never played. I'm doing this just based on my experience as a player and game master in many other games. I could be completely wrong about how all this works. It might flow wonderfully, and it's the best thing ever. I don't think you're convinced, are you? No, I'm not convinced either. I'm probably less harsh on it than him. I don't know. It seems like you're more harsh in one area. I'm more harsh in another area. But I get the I get the um, I get the joy of it. Just might not be for me um all right add ones to a skill test a player may announce he's spending one or more chronicle points before rolling a skill test then after rolling a skill dice the player adds one d20 to the result for each chronicle point spent so let's do this again now he's spending one or more chron- so Heathen Dog, you're going to spend two chronicle points okay just Boom. to do so after rolling the skill test dice so the 2d 20 you normally roll yep okay then you add one d twenty for each... so two d twenty in that your case, because you spent. Yeah, each die added this way is placed with one. So you roll the two d twenty, and then you put two ones on top of that. Uh.
1: Then after rolling his skill test after dice, rolling the skill test dice, player adds one d twenty to the results. Each for each die chronicle. added this way, placed with one face up. Alternatively, the player might spend chronicle points I've seeing the result of skill test to add one or more d twenties to one face, and it costs two chronicle points
0: after it's rolled.
1: This okay, is the same one. So, this
0: is just expanded upon what we read before.
1: Okay, so so let, let, let's say I rolled my, my normal 2d20. I got no successes. Damn it. So I spend four chronicle points to get two d20s, both of them ones.
0: Bam. Bitch. And if you have some focus in there, guess what? Now you got four successes. Four at successes. Least, at least, yeah. So... Each of these bonus dice automatically adds one success to any unskilled test. And yeah, okay, I just said that with the focus. Extra action. During combat, a character may spend a chronicle point to perform another standard action on his turn. And we will talk about actions next week. At no penalty.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: During any given turn, a character cannot perform more than one extra standard action granted by a chronicle point. Okay, you don't that, that get to have... Sense. I can get out of hand real quick. Yeah, you don't get to have vampire celerity here yeah, or some yeah. sort of <laughs> or robot... I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot four guys in the head. Clack, 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 clack. Recovery. A character may spend chronicle points to recover some of his health. Oh, that's neat. For each chronicle point spent, the character recovers one mental wound... This is why we had that psychotherapy thing that we talked about earlier. Sure, sure. And all light wound boxes in one hit location. This game does use a hit location system. Okay. Um, I'm okay with this. you know what this reminds me of? Recovery test from Earth done. Yes. Except for you can do it in combat where there you had right. to wait a yeah, minute. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I'm okay with this. Uh, I think this is one of those things that actually adds some heroism to a character without being like, aha, I just whoosh, Yosemite somebody sammed everybody, right? Now here's the part where Heathen Dog might slap his camera and walk away. Okay. Story declaration. That sounds bad. It already (laughs) sounds bad. (laughs) A player may spend a chronicle point to introduce a fact or add a detail to the current encounter. Pass. Story declarations can have both cosmetic and mechanical (laughs) effects. For example, sample a cave talk. For example, a player may announce. I have my car outside with my shotgun under the back seat or I know the bouncer working here or I found a first aid kit in the bathroom. But the thing is all of it
1: is covered in shit because you pulled it out of your ass. So no, it
0: doesn't work. (laughs) The funny thing is I'm actually pretty okay with this. This is one of those differences between me. Why? I so for me, by the way, periods go inside the quotation marks, not outside the quotation. That's I can't unsee that now. Um, I always look for ways that players are going to game the system. Now this is just open gaming, right? This is just purely gaming the system. If it's something that seems that I may not have thought of, or I, and and yeah, I was actually going to get to that at that yeah, point. If, yeah, if, I
1: see it in the beginning of the next paragraph. Uh,
0: if it gets to something that just goes against what I want, I would just say, no. So if the characters just come up with something like, you know what? That's neat. I didn't think about that. That's plausible. And gives you a little benefit you're spending a point on that that you could use on a roll or something yeah go for it i don't yeah. mind players having influence on the world in fact that's kind of part of their job what i would i say no to is when like well i go in the bathroom here and uh i i found the first aid kit and it gives me stim packs and so now i get extra yeah, four yeah, dice to everything yeah. <laughs> the, the way this
1: reads is is like is like Bill and Ted time travel trick? You know? Yes, like, there you well, go. No, because I'm gonna win. Like, so I went back in time and I hooked up yep. a cage to drop on you, dude. No, man, no, no, you didn't. Shut the hell up. No, I would nix this entire thing. This whole thing, uh, story declaration should be plausible. The GM has final say. My my only say is no, just no. But, hard- but but you know what? Wipe your butt. Shut
0: up no <laughs> so do you side with max or do you side with Heath? is this is this okay to a point or are you against both of us and you say this is the greatest thing ever story declarations should be plausible yes and remember oh remember i get beat up about this all the time don't care there is such a thing as too much imagination in role-playing games yes it's not about what's possible because all things are possible in somebody's noodle it's about what's plausible and what's... Uh, oh, I forget the other word now. Anyway, probable. we'll just go with plausible. Probable, thank you. It's yeah. about what's plausible and what's probable. If it meets those two, yeah, that, that, that's plausible Then I'm in. If you're just like, no, 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 this is why I can't play Fate. Because it's just a game of BSing each other. The GM, the GM may also decide that making a particularly significant or outlandish story declaration require more than one chronicle point or just not be allowed. <laughs> yeah, All right. or just no. Sorry. Oh, um, do you still keep the chronicle point for wasting your time? Mm. <laughs> he hesitated. <laughs> mm.
1: Actually, uh, no, no. Uh, the the first time someone someone tries to do this dumb bullshit on me, I would say, no, you cannot use a chronicle point like that. If anyone at this table tries tries to alter reality in my game using a chronicle point, they lose all their chronicle points. The next you know, person they, they, they be like, well, we don't need them then. St- you not going to let people us use them. Well, here st- you <laughs> have them. Yeah. People are inherently dumb. So someone else is going to say it. And I, I get the pleasure of, of, you know, ripping all their chronicle points away from their crying corpses. <laughs> all
0: right. You can <laughs> suppress a weakness. A character may spend a chronicle point to ignore the effects of a debilitating condition for the duration of the encounter or scene. That trick knee, it might hurt, but you know, you're going to make it across, yep. you know, this allows the character to ignore effects of a critical injury and insanity. A character trait or <laughs> insanity. This is the well, what? What was a uh, Firefly chick? Um, uh, wow. River. River her, yeah. her one. Her random moments of lucidity. <laughs> yeah, she used a chronicle point.
1: Yeah, basically, I, I get that. I get that. Okay. All right.
0: All right. Uh, and gaining chronicle points. When each character's chronicle point pool refreshes to three, uh, refreshes to three chronicle. Point. Oh, oh, while each character's chronicle. Point pool refreshes to three chronicle points at the beginning of each session. I thought it was to the character's minimum. It's my character had two. All right, whatever. Uh, there are a number of ways players may earn additional chronicle points during play. The GM should be willing... even Dog, this is to you. Huh? The, he... the GM should be willing to offer chronicle points as both a reward and incentive for clever planning, teamwork, and role-playing. I thought that was I'm, called I'm winning.
1: No, I... no, 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 no. The, uh, the The reason they worded it this way is because if, if, uh, if you fail, but you, you planned it really well, you, you and your team worked well together, you did everything is just the dice turned up bad for you. I want to reward that, that kind of planning and teamwork. I, I, and you weren't rewarded with, with success. I got to reward you with something, a chronicle point. It is I'm cool with that because, because, uh, you know, players, players are like dogs. They, they need to be trained. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing this on purpose. They, they, need, they need to be trained to doing things correctly, and if they keep hitting failure from bad luck, they're going to try different things, and it's going to be more failure because they're not doing teamwork and, and they're 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 not doing planning. I want to make sure they try again and realize it was just bad luck. I'll give them chronicle points.
0: I'm fine with well, that. What if they voluntarily fail something?
1: If they voluntarily fail something as part of a greater plan
0: for success, I'll give them a chronicle point for that. Okay, spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, uh, so... Cover a character cannot have more than five Chronicle points at a given time. So spend them. Since players will be rewarded with additional Chronicle points during play, they should be sure to use their Chronicle. Yeah, just spend them. That's that's the, you know, uh, as a general guideline, there should be one, two, three opportunities for players to gain Chronicle points per hour of play. Uh, No, no, no. I, and I, and I, you know the, the folks who are gonna be watching this later I be like, know, I've this already started
1: comments about the one uh, every every hour thing I've already started comments for oh, it because it? I, I knew we weren't gonna like it All oh, right. I, so people already mentioned that okay yeah, people already uh, mentioned that oh you get some every hour no sorry if that's how you like to play
0: it that's great you know, it's you know just know not my style this yeah you know what the most uh, important uh, word in that sentence is hmm. should <laughs> very yeah should doesn't say have to rewards. Yeah not only rewards players during the game for their involvement and story progression encourage them to use those chronicle points for dramatic effect again i think they're overblown when I mean, you combine that with momentum and ugh. achieving milestones characters should receive mo- one or more chronicle points for reaching key milestones during a scenario i agree with that completely i'm not a milestone yeah. guy i'm more of an xp guy but yeah. this yeah. is i think yeah yeah this makes perfect sense yeah. so uh and good role playing uh, playing in character and, cont- and contributing to the narrative may earn chronicle points. I yep. yeah, I'm I'm
1: 100% with that. Yeah, that's fine. That's the way to do it. Not mandatory one to three times every hour. No, when the players do crap like this, I'll throw I'll I'll throw them out like tic tacs. I don't care because because they're enhancing the fun of everyone, including me.
0: We'll see how right. a chat reacts to this question. So on Rumble, we got a question: between loose application of momentum and the massive flood of chronicle points, why does this thing even have rules?
1: <laughs> this this is fair. This is this is this is a a fair assessment from someone looking at it from the outside, like us. I get it. I get it. But the thing uh, is, we haven't gone through like using momentum, buying okay. momentum also gives the game master those dark symmetry points that can be used like momentum against us to, to alter the scenario. Oh, the, the bad guy, he calls in reinforcements.
0: So just so you know, the schedule of events next week is going to be combat and damage. Yeah. And the things are the mental damage, physical damage, so far. oh, and actions, but that that's like one page, two pages. The week after that will be dark symmetry yes. and all of its negative effects.
1: Exactly. Now we're, we're, we're seeing all of the good stuff for the players, but the dark symmetry is the good stuff for the game master and, and uh, the, the, the players through their actions or through their mistakes and failures, give the game master his own brand of beautiful momentum and chronicle points to use, to use against them as
0: he sees fit. I do want to read this one. It's the last, last point, And then we're done for today right. with agreement from the, <laughs> there you go with agreement for the GM. There it is the player may choose to have his character voluntarily fail a skill test okay to voluntarily fail at a skill test the player gives the gm one dark symmetry point in exchange the character gains one chronicle point that's fair that is fair it's fair but again it's just again it's a resource i know i know even when we go because i've started reading some of it we go through the dark symmetry stuff some people I, I, again i just picture this it can be like well you like uh you like uh, uh, what's it called in coriolis oh my god darkness between the stars i kind of don't okay i i like i like the idea of bringing in reinforcements but i'm more of a gm fiat person i, I hate to say it and then this game forces the game master to play within the same rules as the characters mm. and you might say well that's good i don't think so now i also don't believe i'm addicted game master when it comes to stuff like that don't you go oh, well, here comes five lightning bolts hitting you your eyeball you know anything, anything like that pull out of the sky no nothing like that. right no um but i don't want to be like well you know i had reinforcements planned but i don't have any dark symmetry points so i can't send them no i have reinforcements planned they're fucking coming in. <laughs> you know so uh no just... hang on hang on hang on uh
1: in in that instance i if you don't have any dark symmetry points i would say one of the bad guys stops attacking to get on the radio if the if the characters can shoot him or the radio or whatever, then, then reinforcements don't come in. But if they don't, reinforcements do come in.
0: Sure. Again, if you're fully like playing that. this game, if yeah. you're playing this game, you should play it the right way. You should yeah. play it the yeah. way the game's intended. I get that. I'm just right. saying for my taste, I'm the game master, they're the players. And while I don't have the agency issues that he has, I'm still the game master and they're the players. I'm not going to have a mechanic that limits what I can do. I'm not going right. to have a mechanic that tells me what I can do. And I have to trust my game master. If I'm the player, that my game master is is not going to f-
1: drop pianos from the sky. Yeah, yeah. right.
0: So it, this is just it, that balance that 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 uh, that game that poker gameplay mechanic that you've got going on, balancing dark symmetry with momentum and chronicle points. It's just not something I want to deal with. I understand. So.
1: It, it's adding an extra complication that that uh, you right now don't feel you need.
0: Now, you folks in the we're going to go through chat here. And then, you, then the comment section, by all means, tell us why you like it. Tell us why you don't like it. And we have comment, We have three comments to go through. Uh, hmm. How does that work now that I break these into multiple videos? We'll have to figure that out later. Just goes at the end of the third one, I guess. I guess <laughs> so. Um, all right, let's, let's, let's take a look at the comments. Just so one last thing to plug. Next week, we will be talking about performing actions, combat, and damage. And so you can see it right okay. there. Up the screen. All right. So first thing is uh, Patty's Parlor,
1: uh, saying hi. Thank you very hi. much. Love it. Then we have here oh, the this is this is start of the never ending boat of crafty. Uh, right, <laughs> here. Uh, th- think of the group pool as another PC watching you succeed so well that you inspired your party's confidence. This is translated momentum the party can use. Yeah. the my I now that I changed the word momentum to confidence in my head. I can now wrap my brain around it. I get it. I get it. All right. Michael Stronghold, when I when yep. I read Conan, I abstract my... Yep, there you go. See, does that. Same thing. All right. Crafty as uh, Now I've got it. Thank you very much. I, I like it when I get things. Uh, the longer you play, you will have opportunity to refresh those the, those uh, character points. Yes. And uh, don't worry, let, later on, it's going to get no. It's up to the game master. You don't have to give in if you don't want to. Oh, I... I, I... We know yeah. that <laughs> you are supposed to refresh one chronicle point per hour. Well, but now guess what? If wishes were fishes, well, you'd starve because your wish did not come true. Uh, Mac Thompson says, I can just see it being munchkin and going totally sideways. I have an arsenal in my van. I've got a 50 <laughs> caliber with a shoulder strap. GM. No, you don't exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you if you can use chronicle points to alter, alter reality behind the scenes, then you know you're you're magic man and no i'm not i'm not having magic man sorry not doing it crafties uh what would be okay with you hd can i spend a chronicle point to make sure a weapon is still in reach after an npc knocked it away no i would say
0: i see i'm, I'm a yes on that one
1: yeah that... i'm gonna say no because that's still altering reality uh you're using the force to to make sure to make sure you pull it in the air to make sure it drops
0: closer to you no no, or he kicked it instead of kicking it with the, his toe, he kicked it with the top of his foot, didn't yeah, slide. You're not a space wizard, so no, you can't do that either.
1: Okay, I say yes, uh, Max. If you improved focus at the cost of CP, then you start with your reduced CP. Specific over general rule is that the case? Uh, yeah, he 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 decided he didn't want the extra CP because he didn't read the whole refresh hundred percent of your starting total and refresh and refresh down to your starting total so if he was making the character again he may choose differently but in this instance he chose more focus because he liked the idea of extra successes yeah yeah and ominal chronicle points for failure should be awarded when failure has a negative effect here's the thing there is a negative effect uh I, i think it was talking about uh if if you want to voluntarily fail a D zero action, you have to not only, you have to give the game master a dark symmetry and And in return, you get a chronicle point and you can fail the roll. So technically two bad things are happening to you and one good thing is happening to the game master. You're failing a skill check, which you shouldn't have failed. And you're giving the game master a dark symmetry point. The only thing you're getting out of it is some kind of in-game effect for failing that skill and a chronicle point. Oh, we got we got got uh, Chimera in here, right? At the wire. You cannot trust GMs to be good or fair. Bullshit. No, no, no. Hang on. They are all <laughs> monsters who need restraints. Okay, no. Here's here's where you go off the rails, because if they have a bad day or don't like you, they can ruin your day. Never trust a GM to have humanity. Never trust a GM to have humanity. True. A GM shouldn't be all touchy feely and you know not 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 wanting to cry or or hurt your little fifis A GM should be trusted to be only one thing fair.
0: Fair and re- well, uh, fair and reasonable is what I
1: write all throughout fair, my books. Okay. Fair, and, fair and, reasonable. and reasonable. That's the only thing a GM should be trusted with. He should not be trusted to like you. He should not be trusted to hate you. He should be fair and reasonable. And if he's not, you leave.
0: Yeah. Then you walk up and, and say, Later. As a game master, I have fiat. That is the way it is. Don't like it? Go to somebody else's table. That that's. And when I play in somebody else's game, that's the way I am. It's funny because when I was in Germany, people didn't believe that. It's like, well, you know, uh, are you, when you're a player, I bet because I was game mastering at the time. If you when you're a player, I bet you you're not going to like every decision came out. I can't tell you how many times I said, "Hey, you know, I would correct Judd with the ruling of what it should be," and he's like, "No, I'm doing this." I'd say, "Okay, Judd's game, Judd's rules. Let's go. Let's move on." Like, I wasn't sure if he was making a mistake or if it was that way. I didn't correct him on everything, but it was judge games, judge rule. And they'd be like, but he was wrong. He should have. I don't care. He made a ruling. We move, press forward as long as As, as he's fair. After the game is over, talk to him about it. Yeah.
1: That's it. That's what you do. And uh, if, if he's like, no, I don't care if it was wrong, then you have to decide if you want to come back the next time.
0: Usually, it was like, oh, I see it a different way, or at that moment in time, something else is happening. Okay, you don't have to explain it to me. You're the game master. I'm just letting you know that uh, if I see inaccuracies, like why is it I always get a minus one, but you always get a plus three? You know, there, you know, that's not fair. Anyway, um, I'm a firm believer in GM fiat, though. Yeah, I understand. Now, uh,
1: a lot of a lot of what's going on in chat is like, hang on, this is this isn't very, you know. I'm not getting this, uh, in fact, weird guy here, uh, listening to this, listening to the gameplay here and all technical game rules and not a lot of discussion about the scene at hand. It is clear that this game is abstracted too much for me. I understand we are talking about the rules and we're nitpicking rule minutia, yeah. And I understand how that does not directly relate to the gaming experience. We get right. it. Yep. We completely get it. The only problem is, since we're not doing practice gaming right now, we can't actually give you an example of a gaming experience.
0: Yeah, it's just theory crafting. Hang on,
1: uh, Crafty has in Discord a uh, a whole you know gaming example of how momentum is used, how you know stuff like that, and and how it works in a gaming example. And if it Max was very re-
0: beneficial for me, but exactly. it also convinced me that I don't like
1: it. <laughs> okay, but but if if Max wants to, he can he can copy and paste that into the general area of Discord, so everyone here can can uh, can look at this uh, actual gameplay example to see how everything fits together. And if you need that, no one no one's saying you're a bad person. That's generally what most people need to be able to understand a game is see it happen, learn the rules. Mm-hmm. see it happen and
0: now you get it that's fine there, there that's are two board. two more things i'd like to address one uh let's hit this one up right here with coming in real quick so I, I get it you know if that's your experience i can understand why yeah. you're more uh <laughs> you know you want gms in check but i'll be the first to tell you as we even talked about i don't know it's in this episode the one before where uh i don't care if it says the gm will do this once the book's in my hand the GM will do whatever the GM wants to do. And if I'm the GM, I will do what I want. If you're the GM, you will do what you want. The right thing to do is explain that to the players. Yes. Uh, you know. In the, the very beginning. Yes. But ultimately, it is the game master's game at that point. The other thing, since a few people have been talking about it, just to be clear, I'm not, it's not the meta mechanic of counting beads or putting a die out there, how we count the chronicle points or so forth, that's the problem for me. No. It's actually the uh the the what do you call it? The arms race. It's the arms race of chronicle points, dark symmetry, and uh momentum that I don't want to deal with. I don't want to I love it conceptually in terms of extra successes, give you extra things, but that's that's where the cutoff line is for me. So that's just again personal preference. Your mileage may vary. As Crafty said earlier, you know, that's the difference between liking grit versus pulp. Absolutely 100 percent I like grit over pulp a hundred percent of the time i mean i like the big shoulder pads don't get me wrong and to be clear i like this game and i want to put that out there in case somebody actually watches the video this far i like this game i have concerns about momentum i'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater here and I ah screw this game i quit mm-hmm. i'm just saying that i i need to play it i to understand it better maybe it works out but in crafty's example it was way too over the top for me <laughs> so okay. hopefully we'll get that post out there let's uh, look at some comments from last week and then move on to let you talk about some overview of robotech Boom, jeepers look a lot of people have been looking forward to this robotech stuff so let's get to it um comments Oop, there we go all right last week segment one we talked about mutant chronicles introduction and factions right so yep. let's uh i said boop this down why aren't you booping down fine i'll use the mouse all right Ron Niabody says, "I've played Conan Duty Twenty. Great. It all sounds cool when you first read the rules, but after you play the game a few times, you see how unnecessarily clunky it is, especially the damage dice. I sent this so one. Haven't cra- gotten to the damage dice part yet. So, well, like I do with you for certain comments that are specific about Rifts or Robotech, I sent this one to Crafty. He hasn't had a chance to respond yet. I hope he does because I want to see what his response is. I wouldn't say that I find it clunky yet. Again, he's right. We haven't gone through damage so forth." I do find it unnecessarily arms racy. I'm just going to keep using that word. It's There's an arms race that I don't care to have. I get it. James Bullen says, White Star is pretty controversial as it was retconned in only this adaption of Mutant Chronicles and not added the way the fans would have wanted. Check out the board game Siege of the Citadel Second Edition that can be combined with this RPG. I White don't know Star. about Siege of the uh, Siege of the Citadel. I wonder if that's like uh, my Star Warrior's oh, Star Warriors back there that goes with the Star Wars D six game. It's they're two separate, but they can work together. I don't know, but I'll look into that. White Star was the one that was still on Earth. They're like the Russians. Oh, okay. That are that are right. on Earth. Um, I actually responded to this one and said I'm an IP purist, so knowing that it's disheartening. I don't like things retcon just because you take it over. Like, oh, we're gonna do things differently or we're gonna jam our own nonsense in here, like the Microsoft mechs and so forth. Um if if it's a timeline deal, like hey, we expanded the timeline. So, and and he kind of responds, uh, he there's another response from him as well that essentially said, hey, they did some good things. It's just, you know, this one was a bit contentious, right? Fine, you, you advanced the timeline, you added White Star. I don't have a problem with that. But if you kind of threw it in where the timeline's already been known and you know, canonized, I do have a problem with that. I don't like IPs being changed. I just don't. Move them forward if you don't like where they are or make your own. Sure. All right, and finally, Fat Gamer says uh, I like the way they set up the corporations, the general feel of the setting, though I agree the backstory is questionable. <laughs> The problem with the backstory of this game is I think it fits every 80s trope, right? Yeah. And sure. Is it questionable? Look, I if you look at let's say the after the bomb, we railed on after the bomb really hard, oh, right? The backstory was awful. Just abysmal. But the backstory to be fair wasn't changed that much from the original. What made it worse is all the embellishments made it more and more more and more improbable <laughs> as time went on. <laughs> right.
1: At first you're like, okay, I get it. And then the next thing happened, you're like, that's kind of a stretch, but okay. But by the time three or four things happen, you're like, no, no, this is completely implausible now. At least, at least from what from what I gathered from the backstory here, it didn't get to complete implausibility or cartoonish nonsense. It, it, was bomb, it was certainly a
0: character. caricature.
1: Yeah, caricature, but and after the bomb it was so such nonsense that i I couldn't even think about it it
0: hurt my yeah, brain ultimately the the background to um what well, was well, silly i guess that's a word i'll use right now well what didn't bother me i i just felt okay this is part and parcels with something written in the 80s or 90s let's let's go with it and let's move forward uh but there we go those are the comments that uh, the three that I picked. By the way, uh, the Fat Gamer, whose name you just saw in a moment, has his own Robotech series that you can check out that Heathen Dog is now going to stomp all over. I'll stop. No, I'm not okay. going to stop. Let me get this off the screen here. Off. Oh, there we go. Uh, and uh, you have the Robotech book ready? I do,
1: but I have to also use the little yeah, Heathen Dog. By all
0: means, so I'll do the intermission here. So it, again, once again, if you guys have not seen, I will put it on the screen here uh I, I hope you guys don't feel like i'm shitting on mutant chronicles i'm not I, it's just i i have certain objections in playstyle. they're just not my playstyle. so let's uh let's refresh this page let's see if we got any backers to vengers up oh, still 103 we suck sorry venger nobody nobody likes you from legion of myth um advanced game mastering like an effing boss he's got a kickstarter out there why is he using kickstarter not indiegogo venger you know better than that but uh Deeper dive into the art and science of GMing for those interested in advanced techniques and chalt scenario to illustrate this wisdom. So there you go. And since Heathen Dog's gone, maybe I'll have, uh, he's been holding his skills, learning what he can, and plumbing the exhaustively explored depths of this calling. And it is a calling, the strong quasi-religious urge to pursue a particular vocation. We're drawn to create worlds. Oh my God, word salad there, man. What's going on? So yeah, Jamie Books, <laughs> it's been done to death, right? Yes. But less so next, level GMing books that view the craft as an attempt to be like God ourselves, creators who forge and nurture our creations. I think Heathen Dog's gonna like this book. <laughs> Looking after the people and places and everything that exists in those worlds, independent of our imagination. So there you go. Not meant to be blasphemous, but a celebration, he says. So check that out. I'll put the link into chat one more time. You guys can check it out. And I do like Violence Solves everything comment that he posted a little bit ago about uh about this where he says uh, dark symmetry versus momentum and chronicle points is just like the old, I shot you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't Argument. <laughs> That's kind of how I see it. And I hate it that he put it that way because that is kind of how I see it. Don't have to like it. That's just how I see it. So when he comes back, we will start with Robotech and I will be in charge of grabbing questions and so forth. But the questions will only be on Robotech. Keep post- posting
2: Mutant Chronicles stuff, and uh, they're not going to go to uh, Heathen. Robotech, yep. Uh, as much as I like Kevin and Peter, they really messed up the Masters uh,
0: War portion of the RPG in both first and second editions. See, I'm not uh, uh, an anime guy. <laughs> and as I said at the beginning of this live stream, I'll say it again for any who missed it. When I had the opportunity to get into anime, One of the big ones was Robotech at the time, right? And Min May was absolutely, if not the reason, a very, very, very prevalent reason as to why I thought back then and still think now. Anime is dumb.
1: Okay. Well, you got to delete Min May from your brain.
0: Everyone else does. Well, I also didn't like uh, what was that uh, that uh, MMO? Um, Not Log Horizon. That was actually good. Um, The one everybody likes, Sword Online. Oh yeah. That whole. Daddy. Daddy, okay, yeah, yeah,
1: I know, I know, but uh, a bridge was better for you. What's that? A bridge was better.
0: Oh, yeah, a bridge was great. (laughs) That was awesome. Actually, I want to watch that again. How dare you make me feel things? (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. That was a good one. All right, let me get your graphic up here for you, and then I will start monitoring your chat. Oh, there we go. We're starting with background. Yep. Oh, wait, that's right. I do these intros. All right, starting segment two today, Heathen Dog is going to give us an overview. Not a nitty gritty, not a deep dive, not a seven week dive into Robotech, but just a good overview. I think he's got to split into three parts here. We're going to start with the background. So uh, Dog, tell us about the one and only wonderful where I got my start with Palladium in the Robotech role-playing game. And of course, everybody, oh, I got to do the other stuff. No, I don't. Forget it. Not today. Like, subscribe and share. That's all you're getting today.
1: That's all you're getting. Have fun. What is All this? Right, now, what
0: is this weird thing? This, this is, is the book.
1: Robotech.com. The reason I pulled this <laughs> up is because the, the Robotech Palladium book does not give a, a good background on what happened. If you haven't seen either Super Devential Fortress Macross or the Robotech cartoon, then you're the, the book is not going to help you. So if you go to Robotech.com, go to the Roboverse, and you can see the entire timeline like a, like you're looking at right here. All right, so we're going to start it starts in 1999. That's when Are they the dimensional fortress landed, crashed, I'm going to say crashed, crashed on Earth. Now, this this uh this caused the world no end of problem because uh we were busy with World War III at the time. We were we were busy okay. killing each other. And then this giant alien spacecraft landed on some some remote island somewhere and they're like, "What the hell?" We looked at it like this is alien. And everyone's like, aliens exist? Apparently so. This didn't drop out of the sky for from nothing. So when everyone saw that aliens were real and this was a warship, they were like, okay, okay, time out on this world war thing. Just time, time. We may have bigger problems. Okay, yeah, we have border disputes. Yeah, we have resource problems. But uh this is the species here, people. This this is a warship that could decimate the entire planet given enough time, and we have, and we've examined the technology enough to know that it's too highly advanced for us to beat, even one. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stop fighting each other and uh, do something about this, and that's exactly what happened. Throughout the next ten years, the the, the ship was was reverse engineered and repaired at the same time. And with that, we got robo-technology. Robo- robo-technology is using protoculture to enhance machines to make them better. So you, we, uh, you you put a plant inside a robot and it works better? Okay, see, now, uh, at this point in the series, people didn't really understand protoculture. Didn't even have a, that name for it, I don't believe, in the beginning. They didn't know what it was called. But there, it, it technically is a seed and it, it, uh, it has some kind of uh, some kind of property to where if you if you contain the seed, it tries to bloom. But if you contain it, that energy that it used to try and bloom is actually can be transferred as electrical energy and some and a little bit of psych energy to the machine that that you plugged it into. So it's a it generates its own power with very little heat very, very little, very little resistance, very, very little problems, and it lasts a long time. For example, this, this, uh, this Veritech bataloid we're looking at the screen right now, it has a, it has a relatively small protoculture generator on it, and that thing will last 12 years of of normal use, six years of constant use, <laughs> before the seed actually runs out of energy to try and bloom and dies.
0: So, do we not have fusion technology at this
1: point? There is nuclear technology okay but protoculture technology when it comes to a human moving a vehicle or or uh, piloting a vehicle the protoculture technology has benefits that really really outstrip the the uh, the normalcy and 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 uh, reliability of a nuclear generator and i'm going to get into that when we get into the max section later on well, how how many pedantic comments do you want me to star oh star all the ones you want i don't care okay all right so <laughs> Throughout this, throughout the first ten years, we were creating uh, uh, weapon systems like the Veritech and 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 the and the Berica, which is on the screen, and the Destroid, which is on the screen now, to fight these possible alien threats. Because there's two things we learned from the ship that crashed: one, it was a battleship, bristling with weapons, no joke, and two. The aliens were six times larger than humans, at least. Because it was easy to figure out because the hallways in this ship were huge. All all the chairs were huge. The beds, huge. So we knew these these aliens were huge. That's why we created these transformable fighters. Because the size of this jet transformed into a robot is the same size as the enemy. That was purposeful. That, that's why, you know, these giant, ro- giant, these jets that turn into giant robots was a feasible thing because we wanted to be the same size as the enemy. Then 10 years goes by, uh, the, uh, the, the, the wars on earth die down. Sure. Not everyone was happy, but everyone understood that we had a greater threat and the, the, uh, Robotech defense force, the, the RDF was created and manned by, by, pilots and and uh, warriors from all over the world and they were trained in uh their their veritex they were trained in the destroys they, they were they were trained in in uh using using protoculture devices in in weapons platforms in uh in the in the in the ships and missiles and whatever and let's see what else uh the vf1 begins deployment and then we get to is this 2009? Yes, this is 2009. The, this is the, this is the beginning of the of the cartoon series or the animation series. This is where the SDF-1 was completely refurbished, and the Robotech Defense Force was was built up to where you can say yes, it's a real thing. And this is when the aliens came and knocking. Now, strangely enough, it was a different brand, uh, kind of a different kind of alien, uh, kind of the same, kind of not. Than than the aliens that were that that's uh that built this ship but uh they, they were of the same vein and again you find that out later in in the southern cross and in robotech uh robotech masters stuff like that but uh nope the the aliens came and guess what they're like 40 feet tall and and uh yeah there's no joke and they didn't like us at all now the the thing is they wanted the sdf-1
0: the super dimensional fortress one because so, so one. let me let me get something clear for just a moment because I don't know, I literally don't okay. know. Leave it on me, S- SDF one that yep. was built by or used by whatever the Robotech Masters, so to speak, right? The yeah, built by and
1: and uh used for the benefit of the Robotech Masters, which are not uh introduced
0: in this book, okay? So, but because I'm trying to put this are the Zentradi separate from them or are they like slaves to them or, or what like why so if the zentradi come here and want that ship are they like oh look tech we want it or are they like oh crap we gotta get this back to our, our big guys they were sent to find this ship specifically by the robotech masters
1: okay the zentradi are a warrior race created by the robotech masters to fight their battles it's it, it's very much like 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 star trek D, uh ds9 the uh the gem hadar they okay. are grown to be warriors controlled by the founders. The Zentradi are grown, literally in vats, cloned as warriors to fight the battles for the Robotech Masters.
0: So violence solves everything. Says stf one was Zor's flagship. The guy yeah. who created who invented Robotech Robotechno- yep. technology stolen from the Invit. Oh, so they stole this. Em- so yeah. they stole it from Bugs. <laughs>
1: well, kind of, yeah. I mean the, the, the Robotech okay. master okay see again this is goes beyond it, that's this that's book.
0: fine then then don't don't edge. we can move on the
1: scope to this book all we need to know is that the the Zentradi came looking for this ship and when they entered the solar system the ship itself recognized them as an immediate threat and fired what what the what the humans call its main cannon. Now this thing is no joke the main reflex cannon of the SDF-1 is a beam of energy two miles wide and 60,000 miles long. And in this role-playing game, it doesn't give damage. It doesn't say damage. Say that one more time. How big? Two miles wide, 60,000 miles long. Now, in space terms, that's nothing. That's nothing. But... It's really hard for a human being who hasn't been to space to wrap their brain around such a vast distance from one push of a button. And the reason I say it does no damage is because it lists in the damage, instead of damage saying, anything caught inside the blast is obliterated. I don't care what you are. I don't care how tough you are. If you fire at something and it's within this radius, two miles wide, 6,000 miles, if you're in that beam, you die. You're gone. You're done. That's how powerful this cannon is. And it fired automatically at the Zentrati fleet. Because it was programmed to, it was a booby trap. And that, that was the name of the first episode, booby trap. So now the ship put us into this fight, basically. Now the Zentrati are pissed, thinking we attacked first. So they attack the earth and through tribes and tribulations uh the sdf1 launches and uh here we go yeah the sdf1 launches and tries to do a space fold which is which is this the super cool technology that they found out on that they found in this ship where you can actually do a tesseract type thing where you can see, cease to exist in one part of space and begin to exist in another without the traveling the full distance in between some sort of quantum entanglement yeah it, it didn't work out as planned i mean they meant to jump to the moon instead they jumped to pluto and the fold system the warp drive system vanished in between just a big hole where it used to be with some glowy glowy energy that was it so no more jumps but it ended up being a good thing because the majority of the Zentradi fleet was chasing their objective, the SDF-1. So it actually saved the Earth for a while anyway. So if you are playing the game and you're starting from Inauguration Day or, or, or Booby Trap Day, depending on how you want to do it, because uh, at, at at the day that the, uh, the, the Zentradi attacked, it was the the ribbon-cutting ceremony for the SDF-1. All right. So there were a lot of people there. It was a big celebration, you know, all that cool stuff. If you want to play in the original timeline, that's where you start it. And that's that's the effects that happen. Now, if you want to continue with that on the SDF one, you 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 can continue through the story of the SDF one coming back from Pluto, the, lo- the hard way, sublight engines back to Earth. And fighting off the Zentradi along the way. Now, the only reason that the SDF-1 was able to make it because the Zentradi ships were thousands and thousands of ships. When the Robotech Master said, "Go find this ship," (laughs) they took that seriously. They took it serious and are like, "Okay, we'll we'll bring a a whole wing of our Armada, thousands and thousands and thousands of ships." If the Zentradi force wanted the SDF-1 destroyed, they would have destroyed it. There was there was no way that they could but they were ordered to bring it back why because inside the sdf-1 is one of the only uh uh surviving or you know it was stolen from the Nvid I uh, was a spoiler stolen from the Nvid but it, uh, the reflex furnace now what this is th- this is what actually can breed the protoculture the Robotech Masters need it because they're running out Zor stole it and spirited it away and ended up landing on Earth. Okay, so it has it has a booty inside, treasure, that the, that the Robotech Masters want and the Zentradi cannot risk destroying. So in your game, the same thing can happen. They won't bring their full power to bear on the SDF-1 because they don't want to risk destroying the Protoculture Furnace so all of the attacks are survivable they're going to try and infiltrate they're going to try and uh and immobilize the sdf1 they're going to try and do all these things that are that are as non-destructive as possible which means you as a player have a chance to win which is great it it makes it makes for great tv and it makes for a great role-playing game so depending on how far you want to take the you want to take it uh this is on the way back uh, Minmei, oh my god! All right, here's the single-handedly
0: team. stop me from liking anime.
1: Stop Max Meow from from liking anime forever. All right, Lin Minmei, worst period character period ever period. That's saying a lot. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Lin Minmei is the archetype of a woman who lives without consequence and responsibility. She thinks only of herself, has has absolutely no real human compassion for other people, or an un- understanding of other people's feelings. The world exists solely for her benefit. And, and because God is unfair, her singing for some reason has a detrimental effect on the zentrati they are grown from from a, a vat okay they they are they don't need normal emotions but they are humanoids which means they are capable of emotions Mei's singing brings out emotions in them makes them feel things and then makes them not want to fight ridiculous yes stupid absolutely in the book sadly yes
0: now do you have to have lin min may in your game no that's like asking if you have to have any main character from a a series you shouldn't be anywhere near the main characters she is not a main character you stop that you bite your goddamn
1: tongue lin min may is a is an accidental non-abortion in all of my Robotech games, Lynn Min May was properly aborted by her mother before she was born. Heathen dog, I don't like you talking about abortion. It's weird. No, it's, it's necessary for the story to make sense. Lin Min May must die. Okay, now we're going to move on from Lin Min May. She doesn't exist anymore. Z- okay. Zip. Zip it. All right. So this is the trobs and tribulations of the SDF-1 coming back. Uh, Zentradi blockade finally returns to Earth in March 2044. Landing in the Pacific Ocean. Remember, they left in 2009. Why did it take so long? Sublight engines getting from Pluto to Earth. Takes a long time. Takes a real long time. Some
0: gravity assist in there, you know.
1: Yeah, even then, this is not unreasonable. This is not an unreasonable time frame. Space is vast. All right. So they, they get back there. The, the, they bring all the Zentradi back. The Earth is pissed off because you brought all the bad guys back. No country will take them because they're afraid whatever country they land in is going to get bombed from orbit. And you know what? They're right. <laughs> they're absolutely right. So a lot of things, a lot of things happen, and uh what ends up the, uh, the, the main leaders of the Zentradi force are convinced by the humans aboard the SDF one to turn sides. And, uh, the, the, the remaining loyal, loyal to the Robotech masters Zentradi destroy most of the earth. And when I say destroy I me, mean, yeah, I mean like fling into space or anything, but, uh, where is it here uh is it right here do destroy the earth and its human population uh the bretie and the azonia and decide to join forces with the humans and the sdf-1 his main fleet of over four millions and trotty warships okay i i underestimated that four moment. million warships four million warships seems a bit excessive earth
0: destroying 70 percent of the planet's surface okay so how many people are in one warship that sounds like more than the population of earth came yeah. in just warships
1: yeah okay yeah. but it's easy because they're all cloned hmm. you just clone them you want any more okay yeah, clone them uh, whatever they're, they're all programmed with information anyway so you can make them for any job uh they're uh so yeah and and then you uh, the book allows you to continue on with uh with the post-destruction phase of the you know of the of the uh robotech defense force and earth and stuff like that uh up up until the southern cross and then this book stops but that is the timeline for this book the, the robotech macross book that is the
0: timeline okay um you got some timeline things wrong according to chat but i wasn't going to interrupt what you were doing okay um uh- so- I mean we're we're done with this. so okay, let, let's hit chat no no but but I get where they're coming from so it is yeah there's a lot of uh, stuff I don't know if oh, uh, they got back
1: to earth in in uh, yeah. in 2011. is that is that right
0: yeah the 2044 is the end of the timeline
1: oh end of the timeline you're right 24 okay yeah I, I was mistaken 2011 now that is unreasonable considering they were at Pluto mm. that is that is an unreasonable time frame. It would take more than two years at sublight speeds to travel from Pluto back to earth that's that's just cartoon nonsense
0: all right well with with that said let's uh let me hit these uh craft so uh craft says doing palladium robotech yes Yes. because he was paid to Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was bribed into doing was it two or three times two or three times i was paid to do
1: palladium robotech so that's what we're doing
0: so that's that's why that's why we're covering that um protocol has two different meanings in original cartoon versus usa rewrite by the way I'm going to make a lot of you angry right now. What's that? I don't fucking care about the difference between Robotech and Macross. It's all Robotech. Don't like it? I don't care. It's Robotech. All that other stuff? Nonsense. It's just Robotech. Uh, now, as I was sitting uh, versus uh, USA Rewrite. In Japan, it was an old precursor race in the USA Rewrite. It was a plant based power source. Yes. Okay. Okay. And uh, this this Palladium book is based on
1: the robotech cartoon which means it was a plant-based power source that's that's what this book is based.
0: now insane i I couldn't tell because i don't know enough about the history of robotech i couldn't tell if his insane nerd ramblings was talking to chimerian or if he's talking to you so i may not have starred a lot but if he's talking to you he had a lot of things to say if he's talking with chimerian all right they had a conversation going back and forth but uh anyway again i don't know robotech history it's not that important, I just no, want giant snobby robots that launch missiles at each other. So I get uh, it now,
1: here, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh in, in Satan Ramblings, this role-playing book is based off of the American TV show by by Harmony Douche. I mean Harmony Gold. All right. But uh, please don't say even I hate Harmony Gold because it wanted to battle tech. That is that is what it's based <laughs> on. Okay. So for the purposes of this game, the American TV show is the basis. That's that's the way this game is sorry
0: All and right. and people like me just don't know any better and right I'm that's okay why. with the giant stoppy robots uh no, they stole the flower of life
1: yes the the flower of life is the is the uh the uh um reflex furnace that I talked about earlier okay
0: uh Japanese minman on the other hand is quite tolerable Prove okay it. great <laughs> no no great. don't, don't, don't still't exist doesn't exist. So There you go. Uh, her singing has a detrimental effect on anyone with a brain equal to or greater than that of Forrest Gump. That's true. That's Only Baldahar. And uh, the next couple are just saying it, it ended in 2044. I just didn't want to uh, interrupt you because you're, had... right,
1: you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I I misread that because the timeline, the way it, the way I scrolled and the way it was yeah. looking, it looked like 2044. But the thing is, two years from Pluto to Earth is not reasonable on, at sublight speeds.
2: It's not
0: reasonable. Uh, hold on, it's, da, 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 da. it's
1: cartoon reasonable, but not actual reasonable. Okay, so twenty forty four is much more reasonable.
0: Even at the twenty forty days, head of the yeah, way. No, oh, this is Yeah, we, we got, yeah, it. Uh, we got third, it. No, there's something you know. So uh, it's the end of the whole series with the third cartoon must Pete whatever that is. The first one was only two years, so the first one was two years. Got it. Yep. Ness is that the difference between SDF and SEF or whatever?
1: Um, RDF RDF
0: or whatever the fuck it's called. RDF
1: and R REF. REF, yeah, okay. Yeah, REF is the uh, Robotech Expeditionary Force that that was led by uh, Lisa and Rick going to find the Robotech Masters and either do something about them or get get friends to try and kill them or reason with them or whatever. Okay.
0: Crafty Max, yep, I agree. Only smooth brains cannot see that the first part of Robotech was not really changed much from Robotech. I still don't even know about that. Uh, All I know is that my anime friends... They get really pissed off when I talk about Robotech and I think it's comical because it's not just like, hey, look, if you're going to talk about it, try to get it right. No, they spaz the fuck out like autistic weirdos. And I love watching the reaction of it. It's like, well, you do the same thing. No, I, I like like either learn it or don't talk about it. Sure. But no, like this is just beyond the pale. The chat that's going on all over the place over this stuff is nonsensical to me for talking about a game and people like Ratcross Robotech, Matcross Robotech. It's all the same damn thing. I don't, by, by the way, my wife's Japanese. I'm not. <laughs> uh Robotech ships have faster sublight speed than our current ships. That is true. But remember, the,
1: the SDF-1 was retrofitted with Earth, Earth technology. So who, who knows if it's running at 100%. Plus, it has, it has two, uh, two aircraft carriers attached to it. One's supposed to have that. So acceleration and deceleration is a structural problem now. There's a lot of things that, that don't quite make up, but to get from Pluto to the earth in two years, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to nip this shit in the bud right now. Watch
2: this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay.
0: Speed. Hey, Hungar, Good to see you.
2: <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing?
0: Hang on.
1: Uh, okay. Going 36,400 miles per hour, it will take nine and a half years to reach Pluto, which is three billion miles. Just across the street, just cross the street. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, to do it in two years, let's just say it took nine to do it in two, you would have to go uh, nine double it, that'd be four and a half, uh, 60, 72, about. Eighty-five to 90,000 miles per hour the entire time.
0: Repress that carburetor with a fuel injector. You're good. Yeah, there you go. A little nitrous. Go. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <sighs> All right. So are you ready for the next, uh, to talk about, uh, what, what do you have next?
1: Next is the all the mechs.
0: Okay, so let me, me set that up because I will do the proclivities this time since I'm okay. actually prepared for it. <laughs> uh, how many people unsubscribe from me because of my uh, Robotech nonsense? All right, for the next part here, Heathen Dog is going to talk about the mecca of the Palladium game, Robotech. And if our first video was any rea- uh, indication, people are going to feel ways about things. And so, so let me preface this. Let me say this: This is about the game, but the game Robotech, which is something to do with the Robotech Macross universe, whatever. How accurate it is, I don't know, but. Uh, It is what it is, right? And of course, because it's a game in a fictional universe that's not ours, we believe that it's a fantastic world and that the focus of your Robotech game should focus on role-playing and having a good time, not worrying about if the mini-missile does the exact amount of damage that cartoon episode number 134, scene three, showed at that time. All right, all right, they get it, they get it. The core values of Hashtag RPK and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representative. I'm escaping your Robotech history. I'm playing my own. I'm representing me. Entertainment over activism and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. Charity, we support is Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Please refer to the description below. And you can join Heathen Dog on Thursdays and Saturdays as he and his dirty casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. And you can come by here at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time to watch uh, read-throughs Deep dives, And you can also uh, watch what Heathen about to do for you. an overview, a little fundamental for you, a little something something to check out. And yes, we're gonna go off topic. it's not a curated video. I hope you're okay with that. And subscribe, subscribe. Oh, look, he's already got the book up? Yeah, all I'm right. Sure. There we go. But you got Robotech. this is the one of the worst PDFs I've ever seen so oh, yeah, same... this, is, this is
1: an awful copy. i I have the I had to get this thing bootleg but i own the real book so shut up i've showed it on stream many times all right now uh we're gonna go over some of the mech okay in this book we're gonna go over first earth mech and then zentradi mech so we're gonna go to page
0: don't worry for the real people out there i'm gonna translate all the robotech words into real man's battle tech words (laughs)
1: all right we're gonna start with veritech fighters
0: that's a wasp
1: this is the trans this is the transformable veritech fighter land air mech all right history of the veritech transformable fighter the discovery of the sdf-1 provided mankind with great new technological theories since science and advancement It also established that man was not alone in the universe. Under the potential threat of invasion by giant aliens, the new United World Government began to develop war machines, utilizing the new technology to combat any extraterrestrial threats. The obvious combat nature of the fallen SDF-1 implied it was created by a race of giants well-versed in the ways of war. Should they ever come to Earth to retrieve the spacecraft, mankind must be ready to repel a potentially hostile invader from a distant star. Thus, the Veritech and Destroids were developed. Okay, here you go. Like I said in the, in the video prior, in the segment prior, the, the reason that the Veritech fighter is able to transform into these two different modes. This is the guardian mode and the fighter mode and the battleloid mode is because we know because of the layout of the SDF one, the aliens that crashed, that crashed it were huge. So if we wanted to fight them one-on-one, machine a mano or whatever, we're going to have to be huge too. So they created giant stompy robots.
0: So there's the giant stompy robot mode, the vehicle mode and the guardian mode.
1: Yes. The, the guardian mode is more of a utility mode. It's it's more to, to give you uh, more versatility in battle. For instance, the guardian mode can hover. You, you have, you have VTOL capability in the guardian mode, whereas in fighter jet mode, no, it's a fighter jet. It's got to keep moving or it falls out of the sky.
0: Again, real men pilot destroys and don't worry about this nonsense.
1: Okay. Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it also, it also has a, a pretty high top speed for, for having absolutely zero aerodynamics in this mode. You can still go Mach one, which is, which boggles my mind, but whatever. Again, game game escapism i'm okay exactly exactly (laughs) but not only can you go straight up and down but you can actually go backward in this you see see the 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 at the top up there the little three holes at the top above the cockpit yeah that's a reverse jet oh you can go backward in the air that's great like i said versatility
0: how does it um how does it defy gravity
1: you see the feet yeah those are jets
0: oh so when those reverse thrusters are going, I don't care.
1: <laughs> right. So you know the, the 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 feet jets keep you in the air, and then you see these thrusters right here. A lot
2: of burnt forward. ground.
1: These thrusters right here move you back. See that forward, I, back. I feel forward, bad back. for
2: the
0: tops of buildings.
1: Did, yeah? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, uh, a, a lot of buildings died in the in the, in the in the creation of these things. That's true. All right. But uh, these, these were made for one purpose and one purpose only, to fight giant aliens. And to do that, they were, they were loaded with protoculture. Protoculture not only is an amazingly efficient source of energy, like I said earlier, uh, through normal use, each protoculture generator will last 12 years, six years of constant round the clock use. So six years on all the time. That's an amazing power generation. It's amazing, and on top of that, the protoculture allows a kind of symbiosis between the machine and the human. Now, at this point in the in the in the Macross background, they don't know why this happens. They don't know why this is. They do understand that protoculture has an effect on the human mind. Doctor Lang, being test subject one. I don't. I, uh, you, uh, Max probably doesn't know, but uh, Doctor Emil Lang is the what's called the father of of robo technology. He's he was the head researcher studying protoculture for years. The one, the guy who came with up with all these breakthroughs. Why? Because he was so close to protoculture without without uh, adequate radiation shielding that it altered his brain. His eyes changed color. I think they turned black. in the in the the cartoon i think they turn black i'm not sure if they actually in the books they glowed or something i'm not sure but his his iq shot up to maximum human possible in in palladium what is that max 30 yes his iq turned to 30 which means he's smart man he's the smartest man on the planet and he's the one who came up with robotechnology. technology he's the one who who adapted the protoculture to be used in veritech who who uh who made it made it possible for this man machine interface to to function the way it does and what it does is when you are piloting a uh, a protoculture powered vehicle you have a psychic link with the machine it's kind of like uh, in 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 riffs or in palladium in general, when you get an arm replaced with a cybernetic arm, it is attached to your nervous system, so it reacts like your normal arm would. That's exactly what Protoculture does with these Veritex and these Destroids. It creates a a cybernetic like link to your nervous system to the machine, to to make the reaction time much faster than what would be normal.
0: To so biomechanics.
1: Optimal. Than, than just plain old controls.
0: So it's so, a so type of biomechanics. Yes. Right. Yes.
1: And since since the since the protoculture is a biological thing, you could say that that uh, a a Veritech is a biomechanical machine. You could very well say that. Oh, and just to let you know, uh the uh the Veritex are pretty they're, they're not like riffs like glitter boy strong but they strong uh, they just don't see. have the
0: guns of the destroyers.
1: no no they don't have the huge guns are, but but they have, uh, they, have they don't need them laser beams. <laughs> they have lots of laser beams that never run out of juice uh here we go uh the, the main body is 250 mdc not a lot but well in, not in a riffs world not in a riffs world but in in uh in robotech world that's quite a bit But the cool thing is the speed. Mach 4 in jet mode. Nothing in RIFs is that fast. This is almost escape velocity. Almost. Just under. I think escape velocity is like 4.7, Mach 4.7, Mach 4.8, something like that. This is almost escape velocity. In jet mode, with a 60-mile ceiling. This is the normal Veritech fighter, not the special Super 1. Mach 1 and as slow as a hover in guardian mode and 60 miles per hour while running in, uh, in battleoid mode, because in battleoid mode, you, you have a jet assisted run, okay. which is just, you know, running, running pretty fast, but you still 60 miles an hour space. But, but Mach four is no joke. Mach four is you're in, you're in range and then you're not, you know, the, uh, the enemy can shoot you. Oh no, now he can't. Cause now, now you're gone. So, you know, the, the whole strafing runs, very important. Very good combat tactic. And we move on. These are all the different variants. The Super Veritech variant is uh, has uh, these uh, uh, assist thrusters that actually allow uh, full orbit, to achieve full orbit. And uh, it increases your, speed, your normal speed from Mach 4 to Mach 4.3. And with boosters, you you can achieve Mach 4.8, which means you can now reach reach orbit. Then there's the armored Veritech, which is for, hey, you know what? We don't need to fly. We just need to rock them, sock em, robot. Well, the armored Veritech can't transform, but just like its namesake, it adds main body, 100 MDC, adds 100, add 75. Missile shoulder mounts, add 300 MDC. At that point, which- why don't
0: you just play a Destroid?
1: At that point, you would probably... Because uh once you've expended your extra ordnance and all these extra missile emplacements, you can eject the armor, and now oh, you're... Okay. Very technical... So it's
0: removable armor?
1: Yeah. It- it's oh, okay. actually uh, uh explosive bolts that blow off the armor when you don't want it. So okay. you can eject it at any time and then become a jet or whatever. Okay. Depending on the situation. And then there's disposable rocket sled. This, this allows you to hook up to this thing and then reach orbit and then Disengage from it, and continue on in space.
0: And then, All the right, def- now, now the real bots okay, come. Okay.
1: <laughs> this, this, this is Max's favorite. This is no transformable nonsense. No, 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 no. You want these? Are your your rock'em sock'em giant robots? Lots of missiles, lots of lasers, shells as big as your mother. Yes, this is it. And this is the picture. This is it right here. This is one of them. The Excalibur. The, War, the warhammer, yes. Okay, and the gladiator.
0: The archer. Yep.
1: Okay, and the the Mac two.
0: We don't have a name for that one. There because... you go.
1: the The Mac <laughs> two is a monster. These four the guns right here. The these are these are uh, basically each one of these is a battleship. Uh, gun. These are huge. And then uh, the, these these lasers right here, these are uh, you know almost almost one of these each one. So this thing has a whole lot of firepower. It's not very fast, no. As you can probably tell by looking at it, it's pretty slow. But when it, whatever it shoots dies has the decency to die. Because surviving this is like a mis- is like a glitch in the matrix. What's this main body? Mac 2 main body is 400 MDC.
0: That's it. Oh, that's it. I thought it would be higher than that. But
1: uh, depleting the main body will shut the mech completely down. Nope. Uh, it And it has a fusion reactor. None of that protoculture nonsense. This is a stompy robot. The way God intended. The way God intended. Four 40 centimeter automatic cannons. All that can be fired two at a time or four at a time. Range of 12 miles. Then the tri-laser cannons. These are these right here. The arms. <laughs> Why quote, isn't quote, it unquote, falling arms. forward? Yeah. Quote-unquote arms.
2: Who drew uh, that? Cannons. That
1: thing's like, eep. boom. I know, yeah. <laughs> Volleys of three. Triple barrel anti-ground missile launchers.
0: It hates the ground?
1: It Well, for troops that are on the ground. It definitely <laughs> hates them. Definitely hates them. Those guys can suck it. And then we have the, the Radar X. The Rifleman? Yeah, okay. Uh, this is this is your command and control uh, frontline deal. Yep, there he is. Spartan. This um, is basically a, a semi-mobile missile platform. That's what this is. You open up and then you unload Longbow. dozens and dozens of missiles on everybody. And they all die. And then we have the regular, the armored, the armor space platform. This is a a near earth orbit platform Uh, has, has guns, but these were taken out in the first like five minutes of of the Zentradi invasion. One of them was completely destroyed. The other was horribly damaged. So the, these, these are based on completely earth, earth tech, and they were wasted all, all but immediately, but they have weapons platforms and all kinds of stuff. And all of their missiles are are reflex warheads. Now, reflex warheads is protoculture powered missiles. Now, what this what this allows to do, it allows the missile to be even smarter than a smart missile. It gets multiple chances to hit you with lots of bonuses. It gets multiple chances to dodge enemy fire with bonuses. Because it's smarter than the average missile. Then we have the Lancer Space Fighter. This is your your space jet. Again, based on completely Earth technology, so radically inferior to a to a Veritech. This is a, a space cannon. This is basically just a a couple of cannons with wings, and <laughs> uh, from what I understand, it is a fully automated. Yeah, it's fully automated.
0: what what i like about some of these other things that aren't Veritex and destroids and so forth and what i like about say like cyclone riders and sentinels uh is you don't have to just throw the top of the 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 epitome of everything to the characters you can have them grow into it have them find a have a destroyed or a veritech at level three or four or something like that Uh, there are other options available and also different mission capabilities if there's if there's one and one thing only i like about the southern cross book it's Literally the only thing, I like the plethora of tanks so that you can give characters different vehicles that are already pre-built. I mean, I guess I could make my own, but pre-built there and you can have a different feel depending on the mission that you're on. Yep,
1: absolutely cool. Then we got space shuttles, which are, you know, don't take them to a fight, they're shuttles. Uh, Searcher, this one one, uh, is for repair and scouting, uh, scouting for damage, stuff like that. Then we have the normal uh, recon aircraft, your normal fighter planes, blah, blah, blah. This is a regular jet. Now, this, the, and if, if you're playing the main storyline aboard the SDF-1, all of this normal Earthbound stuff is not going to happen because you're in space. You're in Pluto. All right, you don't have a jet. You don't have a helicopter. You don't have a space shuttle. You definitely but don't What have if you're space. protecting the last 30% of human entity that exists? That, I'm going to get into that in the adventure okay. section in the next second. All right, now, we've done all that. Helicopters, sea sergeant, tanks apcs motorcycles again if you're in space this is not going to be helpful for those to
0: who don't know spoiler alert motorcycles are the precursor to cyclones boom <laughs> and now we have the
1: zentradi now if you want a quick and dirty analogy of zentradi mech versus earth robotech mech it's like this Earth Robotech mech is like the Rebel Alliance. Zentradi Mech is like the Empire. Okay. The Empire's big big uh big go-to fighter was what?
0: The TIE Fighter? The chief. Tie old, fighter. Chief. And old... Guess
1: guess what what the what the TIE Fighters main uh problem was?
0: Made by the lowest bidder. <laughs> no, no
1: shields. <laughs> Armor and shields. It had very little of both. Can't have One a problem shot. if you
0: don't have if you don't have it at all. It's no problem. Yeah, well, it's not it, there. It had,
1: it had just enough to keep air in. Okay, <laughs> and that's exactly the, the Zentradi problem because the Robotech Masters who are cloning the Zentradi as a warrior race—they're clones. You can grow them in a couple months. You can replace them all you want. They're expendable. Why spend all this money on really really cool mech when you can just basically make tissue paper tinfoil nonsense for them? Make them literally be glass cannons and just clone some more and spend five bucks on another mech. That's exactly what happened because most of them are in this monstrosity right here, this piece of crap pod.
0: Thank you, Battletech, for not copying that one.
1: Yes, the tactical battle pod. Main body. Fitty. 50 MDC. That's one good shot from pretty much almost anything. One good shot. Dead. That's it. But guess what? Uh, Zentradi life means nothing to the Robotech Masters, so there you go. Now, if you happen to be an officer, well. Or, you know, the, the light artillery battle pot. Nope, still. The hell angry. is that on top of his.
2: Yeah, Looks this is,
1: Again, this is just a missile platform. Uh, built on uh, tissue paper it looks crooked it is crooked uh recon scout pod whatever this is another like command and control type deal officers battle pod let's say you're lucky enough to be an officer you, you finally get, get the marauder
0: thank god i get to see the marauder
1: you get this and instead of 50 mdc you get where is it main body 75 and an energy shield of 100 look at that you get 175 MC, rather than 50 good job that's over three times the amount of your of your plebeian corporal that's awesome
0: hold on you it's get, correction time
1: you get survivability
0: so battle pod became the ostrac and also mech right but they're not the same that you can see because scroll back up to that marauder that Officer Battle Pod. That is now scroll up to one of the other nasty ones right above it. Part of it was taken uh, for the ostmask, the ostol, the ostra, the scout, but uh you forgot one there, buddy. Oh, you uh, are
1: robotting out. You are Mr. Roboto. M- I'm not, so I'm gonna continue.
2: Yeah.
1: Officer battle pod, we all know, blah, blah, blah. Uh MDC by lo- I'm sorry, MDC by location one hundred. That's that's double, double, double baby. And the officer pod's armored vehicle, which is this whole thing right here, also gives you a force field. That's nice, right? Having a force field, that's great. Power armor for males. This is a, uh, this is for the for the il- best of the best of the best, best of the best of the best right here. They get power armor, which gives them. Where is it? Main body still 100. Now, you can probably see the the trend here. You know, the lowest uh, Robotech mech has 200 or 250, and all the Zentradi mech are 50 to 100. So you see here how how Zentradi life is cheap. Power armor female. Now, in for for the Zentradi, funny enough, uh, the the females were often better fighters than the males. Zentradi shuttlecraft has a main body of 200. That's amazing. At, at least they care about people who aren't fighting. That's something. Reentry pod, main body 600. This is this is a combat reentry pod. The reason it has 600 is because it's carrying lots and lots of troops and if this thing goes down, it takes out what? 24 battle pods or 48 foot soldiers. So this thing has to survive entry into a planet. That's why it has 600 main body. Does it have a force field? No it doesn't. Huh. But it goes Mach 2, which is sufficiently fast. Fighter pods. These are these are the uh atmospheric equivalent of of uh uh jets, scout pods, escape capsules, and then we have quick quick roll villains. This is uh if uh if a if a battle pod is shot down but not completely destroyed, the Zentradi can get out and continue to fight because he's got his own little armor. And he's got a and he's got a weapon. He can continue to fight. He's still battle effective as long as he survived the crash. So you can roll up the Zentradi, and with these easy easy rolls, you can make uh, your own Zentradi who you happen to run across as a random encounter. This is doable. And then there's playing the Zentradi character and stuff like that. But uh, as you can see, the 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 Zentradi are giant humanoids they are sdc creatures but they have so much sdc that they have mdc equivalent now what does that mean it means that sdc weapons still damage them and they can be killed with an ak-47 but even the even zentradi babies have a thousand sdc which means you're going to be firing at them for a long time (laughs) with that ak-47 exactly (laughs) But they have so much SDC is that they do not automatically die from one MDC point. They have equivalent mega damage. They want to make that clear with this book. They have equivalent mega damage, although they are SDC beings. And I think that is it. Yep, that is it. That is All it right, for
0: the mech. We'll hit we'll hit some of the chat then yeah hit the chat. Uh, just in case people didn't didn't hear because i apparently my entire network went crazy my yes, vpn went down uh as far as the uh, the ostmex goes the ostgout ostal ostrok there's three of them not two uh they're loosely based on that design yes but they weren't copied as directly as the marauder the warhammer the archer the riflemen were so uh yeah yeah right. There's, and, and somebody said that uh, uh, Battletech copied Robotech. Actually, Battletech licensed from like three different Japanese sources to get those mechs. That's why the whole Harmony Gold issue was uh, Battletech ended up winning. That's the messed up. It took a lot of years, but FASA or whoever, Weissman, whoever was part of that ended up beating Harmony Gold. It just took forever and wasn't worth the cost of time. So when folks out there are like, ah, I copied Battletech mm, or Robotech. Not exactly. <laughs> there are some licensing issues in there. Harmony Gold's just a douchebag company. So uh, come on. We all know lambs are the real name. Stinger, Wasp, and Phoenix. That's right. That's for the Veritex, right? Land Air Max. <laughs> See? Battletech nerds for the win. Uh, uh, Lang was just chief engineer of the SDF One the novels made him more than he actually was. Okay, oh, that's the novels going to be right.
1: All, all I can do is is, is tell you that. Uh, oh man, he's he's doing it again. All all I can tell you is that uh, Emil Lang is in this book, and he's he's in the Palladium universe, and that's how they explained his IQ of thirty. Excuse me. Well, that you know, happened okay. again. I don't. What the? You're you're here and not here at the same time. How did that happen?
0: I don't know which one's me. I think this one's. There we go. There you go. All right. That was freaking me out, yeah. dude. I just went popped and oops, something went wrong. I apparently I'm having some problems right now. So, all right. What's next? Where are we? The real difference between Robotech Mac- and Macross is Macross. We get to see Minmay's ass in the chair. Who wants to see cartoon butt? That's a-
1: okay. Max Max is gone. All right, next one, Legion of Myth. Uh, just went and got my second edition Robotech book. VF One Jet is Mach one point four at sea level, two point five at altitude, and Mach four in space. Hey, second edition Robotech book. Fine. This is the first edition book that I'm doing, and you and you you saw that it was Mach four. It didn't do. Is Mach four in atmosphere? I get it. If there's, if there's a revised version or a, a, a you know second edition version, that's great. But uh, that's not the one we're doing. Uh, the Lancer One is actually 200 meters long warship called the Oberth Class Destroyer. Okay.
0: Let's see how long I stay in this time.
1: Thank you. Uh, Legion Myth uh, Reflex Warhead is just Japan trying to have nuclear weapons, but not <laughs> not have them because sent to you by Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It made up word that made it seem non nuclear. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I
0: get it. If I drop out again, I'm restarting everything. So okay. I might be back for a while or end the show. I don't care. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> okay. Crafty. Uh, when you clone your army, who cares about how many pilots you lose? Exactly. Right. The only thing you have to worry about is do you have enough guns and bullets and beans to make them effective? And the re- the way to do that is to, you know, skimp on their on their armor it makes it cheaper to build and cheaper to manufacture and faster to manufacture and that's exactly what what's happening
0: uh, There there have been a few comments i'm going to hit one of them up from the the rumble side but it's also said in some of the chat over here um paraphrase paraphrase in different ways it says the second edition was heavily changed from the first to try and make uh to be more accurate to the lore put out by harmony Gold. Uh, Okay, okay.
1: Cameron said, "Uh, you so need the Zentradi source book just for, oh the major warships. Yes, that that's one of the things that the original book, the Macross book, does not have. Is uh the the Zentradi warships, uh, battleships and higher. This book doesn't have it, but it it does spoil it in this book. It does say, hey, we're gonna bring up the the Zentradi uh, book later on." and it'll have all of the battleships and, and, uh, flagships and fleet ships and stuff like that. So yes, we don't have a whole lot of, a uh, whole lot of, but to be fair for the purposes of, of this storyline, you don't need it because you weren't super attacked by, by the Zentradi war fleet because they didn't want to destroy you. And then we have Zentradi babies. They come out of the, Clone tubes as adults—that's true. But I just said it for effect. You know the the, they can, the minimum number of SDC they have is one thousand. Oh, so the Zentradi
0: are clanners just sixty feet tall. Got it. Okay. All right. God damn it, cat! Calm down. We, we can't hear the cat. No, it's it's growling like they're trying to kill.
1: Can't hear it. Uh, weird guy. Legionette. Uh, uh, this is the first RPG that palladium Books had MDC in it. Well, then you know that that makes sense, having the MDC equivalent. So, people understand. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Ha! You should have invested in earplugs. That's true. That is true. Come here and thank you very much for stopping by. Appreciate it. Altered the stats in a more logical way. I don't know, man. I. I think Mach 4 for, for alien-enhanced jet technology is completely logical because we have jets now, and we had jets in the 70s and 80s that could do Mach 3+. plus. So Mach 4 with alien-enhanced technology, that is not unbelievable to me. That is right in the realm of believability. So, you know, having Mach 4 in a jet enhanced by alien tech, I get it. I get it. All right, and uh made the monster in battle tech, that's fine. The VF1 main body is 350. Really? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Fair tech fighter. Uh, I'm gonna say no on that.
0: All right, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, this isn't network anymore. This is now browser. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what's going on. Um so where where are you right now a uh, weird guy
1: said the vf1 main body is 350 and that is not true
0: yeah that might be in that other book they apparently there are like two other books is an Tradi book uh coming yeah out yeah the, the uh
1: um increasing the mdc of of the of the robotech stuff is making it more in line with riffs technology what is second edition is that sentinels I don't. I don't know. I don't have it. I never. as far never as, as I'm
2: aware,
0: there's no second edition of Robotech unless Sentinels is considered second edition. And I know that there's a big, uh, big uh, uh, we'll call fight between if Sentinels is good or not. I like Sentinels as far as playing. I don't care about the storyline. I actually played that more than I did the original version. I played a Cyclone uh, Rider and a Destroyed Pilot. But uh... yeah. Elsewhere is two e. I mean. This is a role playing. I mean, this is the only one I'm aware of. If there's that's, another that's one, first edition, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not aware of a second edition. Then, yeah, I've, I've never read it. I don't have it. It's, uh, the only one I'm, I know of is this one. I mean, I got a couple of the other books: Southern Cross, Anvid Invasion, blah, blah blah. Is this and Sentinels in the mid two oh, thousand? Nobody cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody does no nobody cares about that Oh, okay fair enough ignore ignore that there there is no second edition
1: all right that is that is the 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 major
0: mech on both sides
1: humans and centrati next we're going to go over adventures are you going to follow the storyline or are you going to make your own we'll talk about how
0: to navigate that oh uh, let's get this in real quickly Right before they lost the license plate, they made a full set of three books, all updated second edition, all new stats for everything. They're digest size five, uh, five by eight books. Okay, well, thank you for the $10, weird guy. I'm still going to say there is no second edition. Got it. <laughs> so, okay. No, do I appreciate, do appreciate the donation and the clarification for people. If I'll put that up there again for people who want that clarified.
2: And then... Uh, ugly Doakley. All right, finally, we wrap this up today
0: with Robotech Adventures. What kind of adventures can you have? What kind of adventures do you want? Where are those adventures going to take place? And what are those adventures going to involve? All or none of that is going to be discussed by Heathen Dog right now. So, all right, Heathen Dog, what do you got for Robotech Adventures for us? Will people subscribe, like, and share?
1: All right. Well, there are several possibilities you, you can do. And b- before I get into these random tables, uh, the, there's two main Schools of thought when playing Robotech and what path you want to take with your adventures. The first one is to have your characters be aboard the SDF-1. You don't have to be with the main, you don't have to be a main character and you don't have to be with the main characters. There were lots of Veritech pilots. There were lots of Destroid pilots. There were were lots of mechanics. There were lots of people on that ship that weren't main characters.
0: Got a question for you. Yeah, how are so many Veritex made if protoculture came after like the destruction of the planet or whatever?
1: What are you talking about? Or,
0: or, or am I mistaken on the timeline?
1: You're you're mistaken on the timeline. Oh. See, uh, the the SDF one has one of the only uh, uh, furnaces in the in the universe in in, okay. the, in the galaxy or whatever. It actually creates protoculture. So they they just siphon off from the main amount to put into the batteries that they plug into the plug into the vertex.
0: Okay. And there's enough resource mining on earth to still. To create all these metal. Yeah.
1: The whole, the whole world got together and did this because they were collectively okay. scared
0: of alien threats. Okay. I mean, I'm not trying, not trying to be really pedantic, but they're just curious as to how all these vertex all of a sudden got made when half the earth was destroyed, but okay. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: You can be with the SDF one. Like I said, uh, you don't have to be with the main characters of the story. You can be, you know, a leader of your own squadron or in a different squadron, and it's fine. And you can still re, re, uh, travel to Pluto, repel the Zentradi forces, uh, the tribes and tribulations along the way. There's lots of stories because remember, uh, in the uh in in the uh in the books and the and the and the TV show, there's a whole city inside the SDF one now. So there's lots of role-playing, just that. And there's lots of combat when you're fighting off constant Zentradi strafing runs and and debilitating attacks, stuff like that. So there's lots of stuff to do from Pluto to Earth. Lots of stuff. A whole campaign can be done in that time. Or you can go the other route. The SDF-1 folds away to Pluto. Most of of the Zentradi follow. But the Zentradi that are left behind to monitor the Earth actually land, creating a beachhead. And you are one of the remaining Robotech forces on the planet, defending the planet from this invasion. Now it's small scale and the Zentradi in orbit don't have clearance to bomb the planet. So you are, you are defending the borders of, of your world from this beachhead invasion. And you can have an entire campaign doing that. And that, and that's kind of what, uh, what these adventure scenarios really fit better into As you are there can see,
0: any non-combat ones like i want to play on robotech earth for whatever reason but not focus on the fighting
1: then you want to larp you should probably go somewhere else <laughs> fair enough i'm just all curious right. if there's something else all right this is your your normal d100 nonsense you roll it and uh, you you encounter a re-entry pod with 3d4 tactical battle pods four you know 46 miles away one recon scout pod you got to deal with that uh, you roll a 43. You get you find a, re, a recon scout pod which will summon 2d4 tactical battle pods unless it is destroyed within one melee. Do that. You roll an 86 large patrol 2d4 tactical battle pods, 1d4 light artillery battle pods, one officer's pod, one recon pod, one heavy artillery pod, and 44 foot soldiers. Hostile, no kidding. Really, <laughs> they're not selling cookies. What they're not. Fifth column, come on. Ah, sure. Okay. So yeah, uh, these, uh, these, uh, random encounters fit better in, in an earthbound scenario where, where you're fighting off a a beachhead type incursion or you're patrolling around a beachhead type of cup type, uh, you know, thing. And, but it can fit in the SDF one scenario. It's just harder. Uh, Robotech on the defensive. Note, this is an introductory level situation that can be completed in the single game session, suitable as a shakedown mission for beginning role players. Characters can mix any of the OCC and Mecha. Okay, this is your starter adventure. Every book has one. A starter adventure made specifically to not only be quick, but easy and encompassing many of the important rules. So you get a feel for it. It's always recommended you do this first and that's fine. And then we have glossary of terms of like that, but it's really up to the, the game master to run the adventures. Like I said, there's the sample adventure and that's pretty much the only one in this thing. The other one is the scenarios which you can roll or choose from, but it's the game master's job. And this book is very light. I mean, it's not a, not a big book. No, 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 no. Yeah, there, there's only 114 uh, about 100 total pages
0: of useful, useful pages. Yeah, about 100. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I was looking at the Mecca. I thought you, it's 110.
1: 110? Okay. To this, yeah. But about 100 useful pages. So there's not a whole lot of adventure scenarios. You have to, you as the game master, it's best if you have watched the the TV show or read the books and then you'll, You'll be able to uh, craft an adventure within the lore much better than if you haven't if you haven't had experience with anything else. That's why I you only play played it. it. I didn't run it. <laughs> I understand. If you play in it, that that's great. You don't need to know the background. The game master's job is to unspool the background information to you in a timely fashion. That's know that fun. the
0: blue people are bad, and the not blue people probably aren't. There you go. Or in our case, know that the bugs are bad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, one major flaw in Robotech RPG, only one Veritech pilot
1: OCC. It really could have used half of the OCCs be different types of pilots with their own good and bad flying piloting traits to be unique. They wanted it to be simple, keep it simple, stupid type thing. So they gave you one Veritech, uh, uh, OCC and four or five Veritech variants of mech because each type of mech will alter your gameplay. Okay. I, I was curious to see, they do the same thing with Destroid. Yes. The same so, thing with Destroid. Yeah, that's, that's each, fine. each Destroid has a different purpose and they must be, they must be piloted with that purpose in mind, or you're going to have a bad time.
0: Yeah. I, I think adding too much simulationism, too much complexity, you know, based on uh, this type of, pilot, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing that inherently wrong with it. It's just, I don't think it's necessary, but thank you for the $10. And that is a good point. Yes. Thank you.
1: And crafty says, uh, uh, as an aside, how the heck did rulebooks bloat to 500 plus pages when the best games were 100 pages or so? Yeah,
0: because there are a lot of holes in those games that are 100 pages yeah. or less, there and are, everybody needs are. to have
1: that hole plastered over. I yeah. must have people who don't understand that it's the game master's job to plug these holes need 500 pages. Yeah, yeah. If you understand that a game master's job is to plug these holes, you only need 100.
2: Yeah,
0: enough framework. Games should be frameworks, not full yeah. on.
1: Not full on hold your hand through every situation. No, you don't need a rule for every situation. You need a rule for common situations, and then a framework for all the others. Adjudication is key, which with uh, with short um, uh, RPG books. I and did see your it. picture.
0: Violence, sol- violence solves everything. I still disavow.
1: Yeah, that is it. I mean, the the adventure thing like it was a very very small section, but it's up to the game master. To create plausible adventures. You can use this, you can use this uh this to help you out, choose or roll. But again, they're very light on the adventure things because they, they expect the game master to understand the timeline, having watched the uh the anime or the cartoon or having read the books.
2: I think,
0: is, I think this is absolutely intended in Palladium's version of the game. <laughs> if you know how missiles work that's yeah that's that's kind of how the games play yeah missiles
1: (laughs) yeah missiles are no joke uh this this actually started the whole missile thing where volleys volleys happen in a certain way uh it it started here where you cannot dodge a volley of missiles of four or greater you cannot dodge they're gonna hit you
0: the only thing you do is shoot them down when it comes to combat as far as Palladium goes, Robotech was some of the most fun combat over Rifts, even TMNT without uh, the changes I make to it. Uh, what you know, Palladium Fantasy and so forth. I'm not saying any of it's bad, but the combat in Robotech to me ended up being the most fun, both when I was a destroyed and when I was a Cyclone pilot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, it's it started the whole thing where nope, oh they're they're shooting 17 missiles at me. Okay, I'm gonna try and shoot it down. I'm going to try and shoot the volley down. I missed. Okay. Well, I'm going to put my arms in front so the arms take the damage first and then my main body takes it (laughs) and hopefully I live. (laughs) It started with Robotech. That, that, That technique started here. And the way missiles work started here for mega damage missiles. The way it worked started here.
0: Well, the good news is, since this was a short segment, I had to close everything out. I know so give me now we have time for the comments yeah we have time for the comments but i have to get them back up i understand so go ahead and and dance for the folks while i uh dance you monkey
1: dance uh sargon says uh palladium loves scale creep like yeah 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 Yeah. yeah, there's no way around that that, that's truth Uh, this was the game that uh, led to Rifts. It was just a direct copy of the Robotech rules to be used for Rift robot. Yes, just add magic and you have Rifts. Yeah, basically yes. This is this is except Rifts you can magic. follow
0: these rules. <laughs>
1: yeah, the Rifts without magic. And when you get hit, you do that very anime thing of taking the hit but being dragged backward by the force. You want to be cinematic, yeah. And the, this was a uh, Rifts. Palladium in general is a cinematic game. You know, you want you want as much flavor as possible. to had to you know make it make it make it cool that's basically it you want to make it cool
0: all right so let's see what kind of comments you got about your riff Mechnoids. source book <laughs> all right. you know what's hilarious This what? one comment you got across the board i think literally every person who posted a comment put it in there okay that's not true because we're going to find a couple here because I, I specifically looked for ones that didn't put it in there but let's stop
2: with. <laughs> hey well, in these days
0: the ley lines open random rift and nothing but candy will spill up one day my response was that's that's dirty DB candy though yeah yeah you, you can't <laughs> trust
1: it you, you can't trust that candy was it Halloween world that there's razor blades in that
0: <laughs> right that? oh my network's going down again yes it is but if I'm still here uh source book will... yeah
1: I'll, I'll Every... go ahead and read it you just uh, flip through it Also, yes, uh, cover source book one. It's actually kind of important to the setting. Yes, it is explaining Archie and the whole process and tribes and tribulations throughout the dark ages and the hundred years, you know, the 300 years since the the great cataclysm. You know, it is, I get it. I just wanted to start with mechanoids because it was symmetrical. That's all. Comment two. Keith Hunt says, this book was freaking awesome. I spent forever just looking at the artwork as a team. Yeah, fair enough. Love the image of the thin men and robot i'm gonna say robots or roops i don't know what that what that could be short for from inside the mechanoids rocked in riffs really like to see what kevin was going a new version been working on oh, yeah. hope chuck walden has been doing some artwork for it that guy does very detailed work
0: yeah I, I i think the I comment that? i don't know if it's to him or somebody else i wrote the comment in there that actually after you going through because the mechanoids the, the the first i've got the mechanoid trilogy right but i'm kind of like eh, i got it Actually, after going through this one, it, it elevated on my priority list of source books to get. I like what it offered. Yep. But not everybody did. Fair enough. The, uh, I, I think my network's good now. We'll see. Okay. The worst part about this book is how they made mechanoids not just unkillable, but unfightable. <laughs> the smallest killbots can operate an L2 2,000 feet, and the effective weapon range is 2,000 feet. Only four of the handheld weapons in the original Rift's book can fire that far, and two of them are juicer rifles. Samus Power Armor can only reach an altitude of 500 feet. Mechanoid's troops get variable laser rifles specifically to kill Glitter Boys. This isn't power creep. This is power skyrocket. Might as well create a team of cosmonites to have any sort of effect. And and I understand
1: that, that you can feel some certain ways about that, but that was purposeful. Because the mechanoids are one of the, one of the seven great threats to Rift's Earth. They, they are meant to be able to destroy the planet. So they were, they were made OP. So That's,
0: how that, do you then, I know you talked about adventures last time, so how do you set up a scene, scenario, environment where players meet the mechanoids and can fight them?
1: You have to get them early. You you have, to, you have to get them beat before they, they get Archie's RD industrial complex online so they they so they haven't made more of themselves, they haven't made more robots, they haven't re- repaired their spider fortress, and you have to stomp them out like bugs quickly and efficiently. Surprise strike, there there is no honor in combat. Hit them from behind, kick them in the nuts, whatever you gotta do. If if they have giant range. If they can shoot you from 2,000 feet, and you can only shoot them from 500. make them come to you.
0: hide behind their friends make in them a cave shoot through their buddies <laughs> underground uh, or change your stats apparently um now there there are actually legitimate ways you can change some stats. What if a mechanoid was already hurt?
1: Yeah damaged and that 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 is one of the ways you can do it in that in the in the book. They were in a firefight when they came through the rift, they were damaged. All of them can be damaged in some fashion. All of them, not all of them have, have their weapons. Some of their weapons are destroyed. That's entirely plausible from the story
0: laid out. You can do that. Exactly fine. That's great. All right. There we go. Those, I mean, obviously, there are other things. Sky Cycles. It mean, also depends on what books you have, too. You yep. know, there, there are things that people could talk about. But I don't know what that is. It's not my game because I don't have the book for it. And uh, as a game master, I'm not required to have the book for everything.
1: That's true. But a Cosmo Knight will do it.
0: Yep. What is a Cosmo Knight?
1: Oh, it's uh, Thor.
0: Oh, oh. Thor and Silver
1: Surfer rolled into one.
0: All right. Get rid of that. So we are finally on to segment three. And we can do this quickly. Oh, so you're gonna be talking about that next week. All right. So uh segment three. Do you want do you want to mention a little more about it? Or are you good?
1: Uh yeah, I'll mention a little more. I, I'm I'm gonna talk about Mage of the Ascension. This book is big, bigger than the last books I've done. So I'm gonna glance, I'm gonna bounce around quite a bit. The main thing is the magic. People say, no, ours magic is the greatest magic. No, no. Mage the Ascension has the greatest magic mechanic of any RPG ever. If you don't think so, you're welcome to be wrong. I can't stop you. Just stop by next week and I'll show you why.
0: As long as your GM can keep it under some sort of, not not control can handle the roats. Yes. (laughs) All right. For segment three. If you're calling you want to send the link out while i'm doing this uh yeah, well. check your audio and surroundings for you pop in you get one question or comment related to related to segment one or two we'll respond you'll get one follow-up to that and then you're gone either you hang up or we hang you up either way and then we'll finish it up it's not to be a jerk it's to keep the process moving along so and the other thing is watch the language so other than that come on in just follow those three three little rules that we have there that's it and Heathendog put the link out there so you can join oh, us. Put
1: the link out on Rumble.
0: I don't want the Rumble people join.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: to help okay. the Rumble people, you heard
0: I'm-, I'm getting it right now. Violence, violence, says everything. Already said that you are wrong.
1: Oh, okay. That that's great for him. You know, he probably likes blood sausage too. That's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think Mage is one of the best, if not. Best as long as there is a sense of, uh, of I don't control is not the right right word or limitation sense you have to understand how to use that coincidental paradox.
1: Yeah, you have to you have to be able to as a player wrap your brain around how magic works, and uh as a game master, you have to be able to adjudicate that yes. that idea
0: properly. Physics is very powerful, can be extremely powerful, and it should be. Yeah. Yes, but
1: <laughs> it comes You're altering with
0: some- reality.
1: I mean, how many times in uh, when, when you're watching uh, uh, Avengers of Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, when you're like, Thanos has the Reality Stone. How is this a fight? He can turn everyone to literal tissue paper. How how are they fighting? Is he just messing with them? Yes, yes, he was just messing with them. Because if you can alter reality with no repercussion, you just win. Well, in Mage. Magic is literally altering reality, but there's repercussions. So you don't just win; you got to be smarter than the average bear. All right, we got Mark Hawkman up here.
3: Rockman, yeah. what do you got?
1: Uh, well, uh, I, I kind of sort of posted this in chat earlier, okay. but the, uh, the 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 comment about doing the uh, uh, scenario
2: where. It's like that one episode of the uh, a TV show where you're you're doing your thing as a group of Veritech pilots, and Bree Tide decides
1: it's time to kick your asses. <laughs> yeah, that that's entirely that 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 could be a whole you know one to three day adventure in your campaign. You you get you get targeted for for doing well. I mean, it it happened to Max Sterling. It happened to Rick Hunter. They got specifically targeted by by uh by leaders in the opposition army because of their of of their constant successes and you as a group could be targeted because of your success as well and and that 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 right there is is a is a really good hook to bring you into different situations well, I, like well, one thing i was specifically thinking of is that scene where Bree literally rips apart a Veritech with his bare hands. Well, Bree Tie was a, a very, very above average Zentradi. I mean, you you, you saw the SDC chart where the bottom was 1,000 and the top was like 3,600. He's at the
0: top. He's mm-hmm. the top. Right. He's at the top. Thank you, he, Mark he, Hockman. He, no, no, uh, you, you can finish answering his thing, but that was okay. follow up. So. Bree Tie did not
1: become the, the supreme fleet. Admiral, for no reason, all right. He was a very successful clone, so yeah.
3: Hey guys,
2: hey,
1: hey weird guy, what's uh, going on? I see you got the right picture today. Yeah,
3: that's, well, that's, that's, my, that's both my icons are VF1s, that's, that's yeah. yeah. No, it's a Stinger lamp
0: Oh, no, you go, Stinger Lamb. <laughs> That's
3: actually how I bought my RPGs, is because we had the Battletech games, and we're like, wait, there's this Robotech okay. game. It's got the same machines. I I played
0: Robotech and Battletech at the same time, and I I like Battletech more because Battletech was gritty, and Robotech was dumb ninja robots. So my question is
3: about game mastering this thing. I think Macross and Robotech in general has only a limited amount of things you can do because it's like, okay, we're going to go on a military mission. All right, we get back. All right, what's our next thing? We go on a military mission and blow stuff up, Mm -hmm. and then it just ends up being rinse-repeat. So nope. we found going in this game to be – it was fun for a while, but then we had to go to riffs because this just became uh, repetitive. I understand
1: that. I understand yeah. that. And and that is lack of imagination on the game master's part. Reason
3: Thanks, because that's me.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, when were you doing it? Because I, I had the same exact experience as you. We liked it at the time, but I was also in junior high and senior high.
3: Yeah, I think it was eighth grade, and I okay. was two okay. game This is the first game I ever played. Just makes like sense.
1: Well, guess what? Uh, an eighth grade game master is an eighth grade game master. I don't care if you're a genius or an idiot. You you're, Your life experience is limited. You're not going to be able to push through certain boundaries. I get that. That's fine. But we're older now, and we, we can think on our feet more. And if you're aboard the SDF1, you have all of Macross City there with you. That is all kinds of role-playing. You, 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 you can have uh, the, the player characters create uh, relationships with the townsfolk. Uh, you, you can have an attack on the SDF-1 that cuts them off from their from their mech. And instead of fighting the Zentradi outside, they actually help with damage control and saving civilian populace on the inside. You know, saving kids from burning buildings, uh, pulling people out of rubble, dressing wounds, stuff like that. You you can add in add in all kinds of stuff, and uh, on the way back from Pluto, you're crossing through a couple of asteroid belts. Hey, you know what? We need to mine for some resources. We need water. We're running out of water. It's been a couple years. We need water okay you have to go out and mine asteroids for water or for tungsten or for copper or for and water. make a
0: whole bunch of sci-fi tropes with that one that that you yeah. know infect your your veritech now it won't transformers yeah whatever <laughs> yeah you can
1: do all kinds of stuff with that but you know and and then of course you know you can have a, a raiding party hiding in the asteroid belt because brita is smarter than you duh And he knew you're going to do that and then you get attacked you know all kinds of all kinds of stuff is possible but if you're not old enough or experienced enough, you're not going to be able to come up with that. That's why I said that uh, it's really up to the game master to really think out these, uh, these different adventures or else they're going to get stale just like they did for you. Okay. What's your follow up?
3: Uh, Just that our solution was to do other things. Like we created a group of Zentradi officers and fought the Invid. We had no humans involved at all. We okay. did that for a side thing. But other than that, it was our stepping stone into riffs because this okay, is just yeah. riffs with magic, without magic.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for the super chats earlier. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for your comments.
3: Yeah. Thanks for doing this, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah. No, pro- well, hey, you you helped donate to it. So, yeah. There you <laughs> yeah go. I so, thank you. <laughs> all right. Take care. And now we have Bruce. Bruce, you, you know what our segment one and segment two are about today, right?
4: Uh, I, I want to ask you about. Mutant Chronicles for a moment. <laughs> you didn't answer okay. like that, right? I answered your question with the question, so that means no. Okay. Um with Mutant Chronicles third edition, do they go into the brotherhood very deeply or no?
0: Uh you can make a brotherhood character. Uh, uh in not next week's combat, the week act- after is dark symmetry, the week after that is gonna be magic. So I'll be talking whatever's in this book about brotherhood, I'll be talking about it there. I know it's mentioned quite a bit, and I know the magic uh, has a lot to is play. That- the art the art yes uh, right they call it the okay. art uh, so, it's uh so yes you mean i i don't know if it'll meet your standards that because i don't know the universe that well but yes they talk yeah. about the two brothers they talk about uh they go into the magic side of it yeah how you have to the training for it how the, it, there's a whole different rule of dark symmetry when it comes to it yada yada do they uh they're in
4: one of the old books the one of the they actually had a Brotherhood book actually that come out in ninety six or seven. And it was a really well put together book. But if you got to the last three or four pages, you in in the margins of all of the Mutant Chronicles pre-third edition books that you have now, in the margins they would have short stories. Okay. And so you could build off of those and you would get a good feel for the world. And he had a the main text, the the dry ass informational text was on the real pages but in the margins you had the short stories and in the short stories you got the story of this one bishop that he was really power hungry and he's going up the chain and on the last few pages along with that story you've learned that there are three rotating popes that they discovered an anti-aging drug that they would rotate through, go to about age eighty four, fake a death, pop the drug, go back to age twenty six. Well, weren't the brothers played.
0: somewhat immortal in this? Like, uh, there's there's some aspect of that that may be in here. Um, I didn't read deeply into the story of the two brothers. Was Durant and whatever the other yes. other one is? And there are there is some side note. I got to be honest with you, I. Kind of stayed away from the magic side of this right now because when I made my character it was a blood beret for that video and everything else has been leading up to here so I have okay. not read a lot of it but the, but the book is this thick man I mean it's like
4: I just <sighs> watched your blood beret creation yeah hopefully I,
0: hopefully I did everything right uh, you, but what when, when it comes to like a lot of equipment so where where's the brotherhood there's a conical points there's uh oh and so that was that your follow up or is that your question I forgot yeah the no, art that was of the light like, okay
4: if 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 they kept to the lore of the first. Game. There's I don't the three know Cardinals that kept rotating out and adopting a new identity, and they just kind of had this gentleman's agreement. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to perpetuate the brotherhood. It's our vision. They will fall underneath us. We will protect them, and we will collect all the money, all the power, all the all the <laughs> fame. It was a wonderful.
0: It's weird that you say that work. because part of that sounds vaguely familiar. But uh, I'm looking at uh, in here wait, oh, what's that oh that's uh mission imperial server trying white star cartel brotherhood there's a whole chapter in the brotherhood the calling of the cardinal the chronicles the art the uh the cathedrals brotherhood diplomacy i don't know if it goes into that but it's uh at least eight pages and hopefully, i haven't even i haven't even looked at that so
4: hopefully me popping on here for four minutes i give you one more piece to throw into your knowledge about the the game world itself because
0: well, I, I mean I'm, i've got to go through it. some of this stuff is not going to be covered on video because it's not about the gameplay or it's it's, no. it's people need to buy it ultimately plus i don't want this to be a two month it's already gonna be i think seven or eight weeks <laughs> like, like that's longer than i wanted it to be because we got to get into conan 2d20 and other stuff after that so i won't be covering like the factions deeply mm-hmm. but if brotherhood needs to be covered because of the magic section mm-hmm. then i will but with that in mind i hate to say this oh there's the brothers hold on um, Brotherhood, the Calling of the Cardinal Chronicles, Faith in the Brotherhood, Pray for War, Peace, heart, Retribution. I'm trying to see if there's anything that stands out to me. Uh, but other than that, I got to let you go to be fair sure. to everybody else. And uh, but sure. thanks for your Pop question. me out
4: here and take the next question. And I'll get back into YouTube. Thank you, sir. Yep, Thank you, Ethan. Dog. Good seeing you, man.
0: Later. Great Chamber Confessionals, Mission I don't see anything that stands out at me that answers his question like that. Um, All right, while you're looking,
1: I'm going to answer this way. Yep.
2: Please uh,
1: do. Weird guy says we found the Robotech Sentinel setting was way more playable for things to do. You could command a ship of your own and go out to find new aliens who needed help crazy planets, fight the Invid. Yeah. If you're part of the Robotech expeditionary force, then, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there was a fleet or it became a fleet and, uh, you know, aboard the SDF three, I believe. And, and, uh, yeah. God. You had your, you had a lot more variety because you went to a lot of alien planets and, you know, you tried trying to, what I think they were trying to find the Robotech masters. And then they figured out that the Robotech masters were actually, you know, that they stole the protoculture from the NVID and the NVID are pissed about that. The Invid are hunting down all protoculture. Like, oh my God, that means you're going to go to earth because that's where the, that's where we have all that protoculture, you know? And so then they race back and they were too late stuff like that. I get it. And that, that's good. But, uh. If you, if you have an earth based adventure for Robotech, you, you can do the beachhead scenario and defend the planet during the two years that the SDF one is coming back from Pluto from periodic incursions from in, from, uh, from set from Zentradi, uh, you could also be, uh, putting down, uh, in, you know, possible wars and stuff like that from fa- from uh, faction nations who are trying to break the peace because they're scared or stupid or both you know all <laughs> kinds of stuff and of course you have all all the civilian populace you're trying to save and and you as a as a veritech pilot can be used in rescue operations for natural disasters because of your your versatility of becoming a destroyed and a guard i mean a, a battleoid and a guardian and all that stuff. So there's lots of variety you can do. It's just not spelled out in the book because the book's only hundred pages. So
0: they didn't have room for it. You know, talking about books being hundred pages, then uh this book right here, I think these books are made out of lead. <laughs> this book heavy. is crazy heavy, dude. Like it's only that thick, but it's, it's heavier than some of my, I, I picked up this because this, I want to see if I had a, God, I want to see if I had a brotherhood, Book in this mix that I got from the Mutant Chronicles, you know, almost giveaway that I missed out on part of. Uh, I don't have one there, but uh kind of picked those things up. I thought I was going to fall in my chair. <laughs> 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 All right. So that is it for today. uh I want to thank a, one comment for Weird Guy Violence Hall on Rumble. Violence Souls Everything says that weird guy needs to track down Book Seven New World Order if you need ideas. There you go. um But he Thought gave you some there as well. That's probably why we played Sentinels more than Robotech as well. Uh, in fact, in fact, I got to thank Violence Solves Everything was a year or so ago, or a few months ago, that he helped me track down that Sentinels book. Because when I got the real Robotech one, I was like, "This isn't what I played." Although I'm I'm versed with that cover. As far as the second edition stuff goes, he Violence also showed me a, a screenshot of that. No, I, it, that's that's just completely off my radar. That's not even that's not even in existence. So uh, before Heathen Dog gives his words of wisdom and and we walk out of this, I do want to say I I look part of it's in fun part of it's like just simmer down folks robotech lore as far as the game just like um bruce asked that question for mutant chronicles i'm going to go with what's in the book the lore that he gave while it was the 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 official canon lore or whatever ultimately we're playing the game out of the book is the book? This is why I like games that do their own IPs because then you can't say it's wrong because it's the creator who does it. But yeah. when you've got people like me, when you know a different company takes over the original IP, we're like, no. And I do the same thing. I get it. I hundred percent get it. But there's been this weird thing, and I'm not busting the balls of anybody in chat. I've talked about this for years. Heathen Dogs heard me say this for years. Crafty and I talked about this a long time ago, long before we ever even thought about having this this segment here. I've always found it really strange how freaking. Crazy, batshit crazy (laughs) robotech fans macross fans get because i don't use the right term and just know that people like me are intentionally going to use the wrong term the more you spaz out about it correcting us is one thing saying hey did you know it's actually this is one thing but typing in all caps acting like ah fuck you it's a cartoon i don't give a shit (laughs) okay so the fact that i don't know all the stuff about your weird little anime but i'm still gonna play the giant stompy robots that flings missiles at each other with the big laser cannon that that's that's what the game is about. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: And whatever the, the game master presents there. So my point is I get it on one hand but calm the fuck down. <laughs> okay? And with that, I'm going to let heathen dog talk us out here. Thank you all for uh for the super chats, for the comments, for keeping it lively, for having me make a comment like that at the end of it. That means we're paying attention. So you guys are awesome. Heathen dog's going to take us out of here and then uh then I'm going to go see how badly the Vikings are losing to the Giants. Probably quite
1: Quite badly since Prob- it's affecting your internet connection.
0: <laughs> no, it's not on. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, everyone, thank you very much for watching this entire time. I, I appreciate it. Uh, if you were here the entire time. Uh we'll be back next week with more mutant chronicles. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week with some mage. Now, again, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna focus mainly on the magic because number one, it is the most complicated, and number two, it is the most rewarding out of any any game i've ever played this magic has been the most rewarding and i second the oh. GoFundMe me to get a max a new router if he, if he makes the page i'll donate five dollars <laughs> <There we go. laughs> thank you but again uh crafty i i know that that uh that you have you have some facts behind you when, when you say Robotech and macross are the same thing technically not true the main plots are the same side plots are different or completely rewritten does does it change the outcome no does it change the feel yes and for a TV show that's just as important as the outcome so there there's that I agree with you and disagree with you at the same time for different reasons you know why because i have plurality and i can <laughs> hold two different thoughts in my head at the same time <laughs> we good yeah we're good